Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I heard you like exhibit, so I got you a show starring exhibit, but a song that has no exhibit in it. Hello, cop buttons. Uh, welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark but starts with a question. <laughs> I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. He's Jay. Hello. And this is today's question. Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. This is Julie from Nashville, and no, I don't know who the Titans are or what they are. <laughs> they exist. <laughs> I have a question. So I am currently next to last in my fantasy league. I have the most points for by over 50 points. But I have the most points against by over 200 points. So have you ever felt like you're doing really good in something and then the world told you you're not? Let me know. Thanks. <laughs> Love you. Mean it. Bye. Julie, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every time I post anything on Instagram and people are like, you think that's good? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I did. Uh, thank you for your question. Love you. Also mean it. Um, Jay, I feel like you can kind of relate to her on this most points for... And most points against situation. Yeah. I feel I checked this yesterday because I'm in first in our fantasy league, as, mm-hmm. as everyone knows. Uh, and I saw that Jay has a ton of points against. Yeah, I do. Did you have a bunch of points against you this week? Um, I did. did Ashley, Ashley's going to win. Of, uh, thank you for beating him. My which pleasure. It I lost. does not matter. Not even a little bit. What doesn't? Whether or not Ashley beats me, because Katie and I are firmly in first and second. So yeah, we'll but I would. I like you being by. further away from me. So. Well, yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, you, you're welcome, Ash. Maybe you'll make it into the top six. I don't need to, as long as I'm not last. Who is last? Uh, uh, RJ by a lot. Oh my God, RJ's going to have to sing. I, but we talked about this. RJ is doing this purposefully because he wants to perform it's a song. Not by a lot. I didn't I was not part of that conversation. And Andrea and Steve are both four and eight. Andrea beat me this week though, but so she's I think getting Steve a win. also won. Yeah. Oof. Andrea told me that she tried this week because she saw that she was up against me. And I was like, that is not That's flattering. You That's should you're always the Patriots. But you should always be trying. Yeah, but sometimes people who imagine are bad. How, but imagine how funny it would have been if we got Andrea to write and sing a song. It would have been so bad. Maybe we can still just make her do it. There's still yeah. time. Yeah, I feel like probably. Um, well, that's not your question. Ashley, she asked if uh, there was ever something you were good at and the world told you that you're not. Yeah. Every time I try to say, leave off a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you thought you were good at it? Yeah. There are times uh. that I'm like, woo, nailed that. And then you just look at me and you go, okay, moving on or something like that. <laughs> Is that your me impression? There's something you're also pretty good uh, at. Try again. Jay, you have an answer? Yeah. It's pretty much every time I go to read the reviews to pick a review for the end of this You guys are podcast. making this. I'm not the world. I am not the world. Wait, no, you not mean? you. Mine are like in the reviews. The reviews are like, Katie and Ashley are the best. Jay, mm, no thanks. They're just doing the how bit, come those, Jay. Jay's, how come those reviews aren't the ones in the pod? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've actually never read one that's I actually almost, I actually almost picked one for this week that was like, I love Katie and Ashley so much. Jay needs work. But Jay, I was like, look, it's just, you have to just accept your role. It's like in wrestling, there's like the heel and the face. It's like, Jay, you're the guy. That's just your role in the podcast. It's fine. I'm it's okay with a, it. It's not real. It doesn't, it's not a real reflection of you. It's the character that you're playing god i okay. wish you could see Great. the giant smile on my face katie referencing wrestling this is incredible it's, it's a sports podcast Jay, Ashley, just, so. it's a character piece what you're Great. doing yes yeah constantly yeah exactly you're it's a constant character 
thank you for your, also dance. If you want a real answer, I thought I was really good at dance. I was like the best one in my town, and then I went to college and was like, oh, I'm fine. I guess I'm not as good as I thought I was. I guess my real answer is like being a mom. Oh, what? Well, like every time I like show up somewhere, like kind of on time, oh. with, like the things that I thought I was supposed to bring, and I'm some like, mom nailed it. And then there's it. like some gorgeous woman with like all these extra snacks and all these like I'm like, oh yeah, snow boots. Probably should have brought those. And a like, manicure. Kind of, like she's just yeah. got, somehow got all the time in the world. Yeah. I feel like a, a lot of motherhood is just realizing that like you're you're not doing it as well as you thought you were. It, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> you're like, oh man, I thought I well. I tried. Ugh. That's kind of it. That might just be life in general. Yeah, you know what? I think it is. Oh, nice. Yeah, lock me up. <laughs> it's a really sad note to start the pod on, but we still appreciate your question anyway, Julian. <laughs> uh, if you have a question and you want to, leave us a voicemail. Okay, that moving on. That was really good. So okay, good. moving on. You mocking me, mocking you is really the good. The number is 860-506-5571. Hi, Ashley. Hey, buddy. How are you? I missed you. I missed you so much. I haven't seen you in... Almost a week. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was very relaxing. Yeah. Wow. That could not be less the truth for it me. Was, it was just me. Stephen Austin. We went to his parents' house. It was just the five of us. And they live where? They live in South Carolina. Okay. So we really spent a lot of time. We played some sports in the backyard. Then we'd go to the couch. Then nice. We'd like play outside. Then, and then we'd back go to, to the that couch. couch. Yeah. We went to. We took Austin to see Disney on Ice. Ooh, which one is it? Just Disney on just Ice. Just Disney okay, on Ice. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Just the Disney. <laughs> I don't know if it was like Disney on Ice. On the ice. It, it, Aladdin. It was like it was frozen. A, it was a well. There was a big frozen section. There was a lot of different. Yeah, they really went heavy on the newer stuff, which is fine. Well, know, it is on ice. It is so frozen makes a lot of sense. They also spent a lot of time on Moana, which there was fire on the ice, and there was like seems cool, dangerous. Uh, like what's that called when they like wrap your hand in like a uh, banner and then like fly in the air. Oh, like it's like Cirque du Soleil, Soleil stuff. Type stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What's you're not you're not like, wrap your hand in anything? What's happening?" It's yeah, very scary, I did that cool. once, but I did it very close to the ground. It was just like learning the basics of it, so they don't raise you up in the air. But it was kind of fun. I want to try. You'd you'd like it. You'd probably be good at it. I mean, you do have to have arm strength because then I'm out. Oh yeah. Well, that's why I didn't <laughs> climb up very high. It's basically like socially acceptable pole dancing, if you think about it. But the air is the pole. No, the the banner thing is the pole. Oh. You're just like climbing up it and wrapping around it and you ever seen and somebody you have clothes on. Right, that's why I said socially acceptable. Have you yeah. ever seen them like they wrap themselves almost like cocoon themselves up in it yeah. and then they let go at Pink. the top and then it's like brrr, and they roll Pink down. Oh it. yeah. <laughs> I was like, well it could be red or black, like, it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> I get it though. Uh, How about you? How's your Thanksgiving? It was good I introduced the world to Glenn. I had to watch that on silence, so I didn't get the well, whole point experience. Yeah, why'd you have to watch? Because I have a silence. child that I was trying to put to sleep, uh, and he was very like in a "let me see mommy's phone" mode. Yeah, so I, you right, know. and he would have liked Glenn a lot. He would have uh, Glenn is my is my uh, godmother's husband. It's very confusing. My family decided they would do a godmother and a godfather that weren't married to each other. Mm-hmm. So I've got a god. He's like my Roberta is my godmother. I love her to death. That's my mom's cousin. So he's my mom's cousin's husband, um, has been in my life forever. He's like an uncle, essentially, mm-hmm. but he's not. And he doesn't drink that much, but he drank for some reason on Thanksgiving. I guess he told Roberta, like, I'm going to get ripped. And he did. And then I just <laughs> found it funny to just keep recording him. Uh, and then he was super into the comments of, like, what everyone was saying to me. One guy was like, whack-ass dad. And I was like, it's not my dad. <laughs> it looks literally nothing like me. <laughs> it would be weird <laughs> if that was my dad. 
Uh, but a lot of people were like, give us more Glenn content. And then at the end, I did. I gave them uh, true the truest Glenn, which is when I was, I was like, say goodbye to your fans. And he was like, I got something to say. And then he looked me right in my face and was like, bitch. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert, you hear Robert in the back like, no, Glenn, no. <laughs> so it was, again, a heel turn from Glenn. Wow. Unexpected. But uh, yeah, it was a fun, it was a good Thanksgiving. You know, spending time with your family as you get older just gets exhausting. Mm. My family doesn't listen to anybody. Everyone's just always talking. I got really overwhelmed this year about like, guys, stop. you're all talking at once. Or people will do that thing where they ask you a question and then you answer it and they turn to the person next to them and start talking. And you're like, I am. Hello. I'm literally talking to you. Uh, a lot of that at my Thanksgiving this year. But, you know, love my family. It was good. Uh, saw my I got to see my high school friends and their kids. Oh, yeah. You were with another baby. I didn't show Austin. Yeah. Well, it's a really small baby. It's a four month old baby. But that was you fun. Looked really happy. Yeah, was that was really cute. I was my thighs still hurt from like uh, I was doing like a thing where I would squat to make her feel like she was falling and then catch her. Uh, I did probably six of those, and then, uh, <laughs> a couple of days later, here I still can't feel my legs. So that's neat. Going up the stairs has been a challenge. Working out. Uh, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, I think so. Nothing else. Oh, we did say we would continue to uh, promote Dan Soder's uh, stand-up special, and we have not mentioned it once since, but I it comes out on Saturday. So this is the pod in which Saturday, December 7th on HBO, an hour special from Friend of the Pod, Dan Soder. Be sure to watch that. I'm so excited for it. And then I think Michelle Wolf's comes out Monday. Tuesday, whatever day Netflix releases stuff, which I think is probably Tuesday. So I think hers is the two. So we can talk about that one on the next pod. Remind me. Okay. I won't forget. Put it on the cup that you throw away. I recycle them. That you recycle after every. (laughs) All right. Um, Jay, how are you? I'm good. How was your holiday? Wow. Uh, It was great. Thank you so much for asking. Cool. So, uh, official Potter show business. (laughs) Uh, The show is back this week. Right? Woo! Yeah, it is. I don't, what a tiny, a tiny little drum roll we're getting for that. It's a finger roll. Uh, I have an update about a former, uh, voicemail question. So I got this, uh, DM from Eli Jordan. It said, hi, do you remember me? I called into sports a while ago asking about what laptop I should get. Oh, oh, wow. That was a long time and ago. And my name is Eli and I wanted to inform you that a MacBook Air was the choice. Wow. So congratulations to Eli on his MacBook Air. That's, is that what we told him to get? That's fantastic news. I don't remember I, what we said because it was so seven long. Seven years ago. So very long right. ago. Um, that's so incredible. Congrats, Eli. But that's just to show you guys this pod changing lives. <laughs> you know, <laughs> telling people or not telling people what uh, what laptops to get. That's what we bring to you. <laughs> what also we bring to you is a, is a Disney Channel original movie bracket that has consumed our Woo! lives. I Absolutely. haven't stopped thinking about it. Uh, nor have I. And I don't think people have stopped listening to it because it was a three-hour <laughs> podcast that we put out last week. We didn't mean to do that, and we didn't finish the bracket. So today, <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about um, the Eagles losing. What? The, yeah. The, I know okay. you really wanted to talk I about we, it. I thought it was going to be like, we don't have time for sports. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I said, no, we're not going to talk about the Eagles losing. Just say the words. The Eagles lost. Who'd they lose to again? They lost to your mom. <laughs> My mom. It's not from Florida. They lost to the Dolphins. Uh, the Patriots also lost to the Texans. Yep. And the Ravens won. Yeah, they did. And sports are over now. Yeah. Okay. So again, we're not going to talk about any of that. We're not going to talk about 
the woman in Auburn that got stuck in the bushes. Uh, we're not going to talk about, you know, perineum sunning. I think we covered all that on Twitter. <laughs> what we're going to talk about, we're going to finish this Disney Channel original movie bracket. Yes. Once and for all. Oh, man. Um, that's basically it. But first, today's, uh, today's podcast brought to you by Quip. And so, Ashley, please let me know how you'd like me to tell the people about Quip. In honor of motocross. What a film. I finally saw it. That's, thank goodness. So now you can understand how to do this voice. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do this voice as the villain introduced in the last 10 minutes, Rene Cartier? Oh, God. As if he were arguing passionately on first take. (laughs) It's a really bad French accent, just for anybody who doesn't know. So when you're like, what's up with her accent? I'm doing a really bad French accent. On purpose. Right. Not the not like the impeccable one that mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quip is a really hard word to say in a French accent. <laughs> Quip, makers of the French of the Quip electric toothbrush. His R's are like W's. <laughs> the toothbrush wants you to know the the one single discovery <laughs> that matters most for your dental care. It is it is simply this. Stephen A. <laughs> that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly. regularly <laughs> no matter what brand you use, it's preposterous. <laughs> Quip makes it that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush. Okay, reliable floss and anti-cavity toothpaste. Sacre bleu. (laughs) You're not listening to me. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. Can your toothbrush do that? Brush? Your toothbrush? It's got a little Arnold in there. The chopper. <laughs> the Quip Floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you. That's what he does, string, uh, to help you just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. Uh, so your routine is always right, unlike you, who is always wrong. <laughs> Molly, I'm almost finished. <laughs> Let me tell the people right to their face. You can join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash sports right now, you'll get your first refill free. <laughs> Absolutely free. That's your first refill. <laughs> Toot sweet <laughs> for free at getquip.com slash sports spelled G. Hold on. J. T. Q. U. E. P. That's G E T Q U I P. Nailed it! Dot com slash sports. Quip, the good habits company. Back to you, Stephen. How about them cowboys? Hey, okay. there it was. Also, that's kind of cool that we nabbed the sports promo code. Like, what, did we not have that before? 
I don't. I don't. It's the first time I noticed it. Oh, it's usually Katie uh, or I Nolan. It was usually Slash and Nolan, but yeah, now it's just sports. That's like, pretty. All like, of we own all ours. Whoa! That's or pretty, they've right. stopped giving individual promo codes. And everyone just says sports. Like when you see those commercials, it's for Sherry's Berries, and it's like, use the promo code sports today. They get it. It's like they clearly dubbed over based on what channel it's airing on. All right, fine. Cool. Thanks to Quip either way. Let's get into the bracket. So last week, to update you, if you skipped it, uh, we've got, we had, uh, we did the first round. So we had motocrossed up against ready to run, motocrossed won. Uh, jump in took on the 13th year. Shocking. Uh, the 13th year did not move on. It was jump in. <laughs> uh, then Brink took on Alley Cat Strike and won that matchup. And Johnny Tsunami beat out the luck of the Irish. That was a close match. So we've got now on the left side of the bracket, Motocross going up against jump in. And on the right side, Brink going up against Johnny Tsunami. Let's begin on the left side. Uh, with motocross up against jump in. Now, last time we spoke, I had not seen motocross. Right. What were your thoughts? Oh, I liked it. I've seen it since. I watched it. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but I really liked it. Thought it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of like other thoughts. I don't know if we want to just dive in. Motocross. Quick recap. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. But it's about a, a girl whose brother is a racer, and then she cuts off all of her hair and races for him. Her dad is really against it because he gets hurt. She needs to fill in, and her dad doesn't want her to do it. She fills in, yada, yada, yada. Um, jump in. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, jump in is about um, a kid whose dad wants him to be a boxer, and he, the girl that he likes is a jump rope. Um, double dutch. Double dutch competitor. She does competitive Double Dutch. She's a Dutcher. Um, (laughs) She passes that Dutch, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and so when somebody on her team gets hurt and she needs a replacement, she asks him to do it. He tries to live a double life doing both. People then people find out, they make fun of him, and then they go on to win the competition. Right? Yes. And that's Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer. Mm -hmm. Whereas Motocross is knockoff Devin Sawa (laughs) and Mr. Cooper. (laughs) Correct. Okay, so here's the thing I wonder. And knock off Sophia Bush. Yeah, I guess. That's Farron. Um. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I agree. Jay feels strongly about that. I know. I don't know how I feel. Um, I will say the mom from Motocross is from something. Dawson. She's Dawson's mom. Oh, that's what it is. It was bothering me so much. (laughs) She's not that bad of an actress most of the time. And then there's times where I'm like, lady, that was terrible. (laughs) But I guess that makes perfect sense and is why, you know, she's at where she's at or whatever. Um, Another thing, the third kid in motocross gets no love. The like genius mechanic. Jason. Yeah, we didn't mention mention him at all last podcast. I kind of forget Everything that we talked about last pod. I'll try to remind you if we've talked about something. Okay. But basically, there was a scene where Jason is the one that, like, convinces the mom that the two kids, Andrea and Andrew, so it's weird that his name was Jason, um, <laughs> he, like, basically is the one that tells her, like, well, I'm in, I've been taking women's studies in my school, and they're teaching me that, like, women can do the same jobs as men, so I don't know why you guys are so against Andrea racing for Andrew. And the mom's like, boy, I never thought of it that way. It's like, you didn't? I don't... Weren't you around for like the marching and stuff? The marching. <laughs> I feel like stuff. you should have, you should have known about it. But anyway, uh, shout out to that little woke feminist in the making. <laughs> um, 
I feel like I liked Jump In. Oh, what we didn't get to talk about last week with Jump In, Jump In that I really would like to discuss at length is okay. the final competition. Great. Can we also talk about the opening sequence? All right, go ahead. Why don't you start with that? I don't remember. I think I'm just going to read uh, some of my notes from my notes app. Okay. Who does a somersault in an alley? Oh, how do you spell somersault? That was oh, so, so S-O-M-E-R-S-A-U-L-T. Wow, good job. Thank you. Uh, parkour is super impressive, but please, parkour. please wash your hands. Wait, nope. what is the opening sequence? He's like d- d- literally doing somersaults in an alley and then doing like flips and like for what cartwheels just to music. It's the Joe Burrow video that happened this weekend, but at the beginning of him like walking through fake Brooklyn and doing lots of parkour and flips and stuff. Like on do his wanna, way to boxing. Do you want to talk about fake Brooklyn, Jay? We talked about it a little bit Barely. last podcast, but... This is the fakest Brooklyn I have ever seen. And it that's is, coming from a, a Brooklyn boy. It's so fake. And it's like the sun is shining everywhere, which does not happen. The sun famously does not shine It's in never Brooklyn. sunny in Brooklyn. <laughs> does, my God. It that's my not, FX it's sunny TV show. in Philadelphia. <laughs> and so uh, we talked a lot about, well, we talked a little bit about the balcony in her uh by her window and his like gigantic it's a fire patio. Escape, I th- oh yeah, her her Juliet balcony. Her Juliet yeah, yeah, balcony yeah, yeah, yeah. that connects to his fire escape, yeah. and then he can climb up, which is also not a thing. It was dangerous. It was a nice way to make Brooklyn feel more suburban, which yeah. is also what we're doing in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, they had a staircase in like their entryway. Oh which yeah, is like not a thing, right? Uh, I mean, unless you own a brownstone. And yeah, you don't know. You Maybe do, the when the mom died, she left a lot of money behind. That's entirely possible uh there are like parks with nobody in them that, that was part the, think, is rare yeah like when they were like doing the double dash in the park and, they, and like he would just like run in and be like hey what are you guys doing like there's not there's not a park with like four well, people and nothing else and when they stole because let's be clear that's what they did when they stole the kid in the parks those kids moves when he was like walking by and yeah. saw those little kids doing double dutch they were doing that on a basketball court yeah. In the middle of the day, that's prime time to use that basketball court. Yeah. There's no way that like a bunch of dudes who wanted to play basketball would have been like, yeah, go ahead, seven-year-olds, do your double dutch for, here. For sure, for yeah. sure. But they did steal those moves. But I think they, it was like, they went out there with them. They were like, right? they don't know. They were like, these ones don't compete. Like, some people just do it for fun. So mm-hmm. let's do it for fun with them and then take all the stuff they do and bring it to the competition circuit, which is fine. It's just appropriation. I just... Want their credit where credit's due. So yeah. I don't want to gloss over this. Like okay. he's he's rolling through the streets of fake Brooklyn, well, and then does he like picks up somebody's apple and throws it back to the guy and high fives everybody. He never washes his hands, and he sits right down to dinner. <laughs> and I'm like not a germ person, but like right. it no, you've was eaten food out of the trash to, in well, front of me before. We don't need oh, to was, share yeah, everyone's secrets. In that sequence, he like is high fiving everyone because everybody knows him because he's like the cool guy in town. Right and it's after like, he just rolled that's around not a on thing. the ground, you don't know 99 percent of people ever. Well, guys, it's Corbin Blue from High School Musical, okay. so everybody knows him. So we need to talk about that as we're well. all in this together i <laughs> watched high school musical i've never for seen the first it. time when the other day oh in the interim when we Wait, were done when let I'm me sorry. just say really quick what no go go for the yeah. listeners uh when we finished that three-hour podcast ashley looked at me and was like what what am i gonna do now <laughs> she's like i really liked having a list of movies to check off and feel like i was getting things done she's like now what am i gonna watch I'm like, i don't know ashley literally anything else mm. fleabag which i've been telling you to watch for years she was like yeah i think i'm gonna watch high school musical tonight we should, the bug has bit her so i watched high school musical and i watched double teamed 
Just you watched double teams? Yeah, because a lot of people were mad it wasn't in the Should bracket. Should it have made the bracket? It was incredible. Yeah? It was incredible. Like actual incredible or like 13th year incredible? No, like actual. Like if like it was incroyable. in this bracket, if it was in this bracket, it would have had a real chance. At wow. So people I were right. I also laughed harder than I've laughed in a really long time. Wow. Jay and I are both personally offended it, by that. I like, lost. I lost it. And I was just walking down the street because, of course, I was wa- watching it while on my commute. What is wrong with you? And I and I just I was laughing so hard for anyone who has seen it at the very end of the game when she's like <laughs> she hobbles. <laughs> she, <laughs> oh god! She crutches to the locker room to like put on her uniform. I don't no spoilers, but like <laughs> I just was like, what is happening? <laughs> Wait, you have to say the spoiler. It's an old movie. Uh, okay, so she's very hurt and can't play in the championship game. Well, this is hilarious so far. And, uh, well, there's twins, so, like, whatever. And so she, they're, like, coming up with an end-of-game plan, and she goes, hold on, coach, stall as long as you can, and, like, s- the slowest crutch into the locker room to, like, put on her uniform and come back out. I'm like, what are you doing? She can't even put pressure on her leg. And she... <laughs> She comes to the doors and everything stops and they all look at her and they start a slow. No. <laughs> and then what? Do the crutches like slow mo fall to the ground? <laughs> I'm like, what? I can't. I don't know what came over me. It was. It was such a moment of joy. I highly recommend it. As all right, because you didn't sell it great. I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's. it's you had to be there. It is a real treat. All right. But I will say definitively, what? High School Musical, not a sports movie. Yeah, Should thank you for the setting the record straight. Yeah. That's fair. People thank were you. complaining. Did you watch Genius? I still got to watch Genius. No, just those two. All right, maybe I'll watch Genius I... this week. Cool, cool. Okay, so what we're talking about? Oh, so Corbin Blue's in High School Musical as mm-hmm. the like super jock friend, yeah, who isn't supportive of Zac Efron. Is he in the bad the guy? Theater. Kind of. He well, like it's comes funny. He's around. kind of the opposite of what he is in this movie, right? And it was it kind of made me like jump in a little less. Which it also fair. it feels like Corbin Blue went to his agent and was like, "Look, Zac Efron's getting a lot of shine for this High School Musical, and I think it's because he was part of a storyline in which he was ridiculed for something he really liked doing, and then he did it anyway and followed his heart. So get me in a Disney original vehicle that's going to make me the guy who." follows his heart and does the thing that he wants to do in spite of being bullied wow wow is nailed right. it wow i don't think do we have anything else to say oh i have a million other things oh, to say okay. why no i was i was saying that that was the that end does the seem deal. well it does seem like motocross is gonna be jump in <laughs> but I, I do think we should probably get to that last competition yes <laughs> so um when before i get to that final thing I do want to say shout out to a Disney Channel original movie for pretending that a bully clucking like a chicken is something that a bully would do. Rodney, (laughs) their bully, at one point is like, oh, what are you, chicken? And I'm like, that's not Rodney's character. I feel like I know Rodney at this point in the movie, and I don't think that's something that Rodney would do. Um, But okay, so this final competition. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack. First of all, I have Judge is a, uh, what did we say? Knockoff? What was the uh, doppelganger? What, yeah. what was the word we were using? Off-brand. Yeah, we got an off-brand Cypher Sounds. Oh. Is the, <laughs> is the uh, judge, the big, the, not the judge, the but like that main host guy. Yeah. Is, is a Dumb and Dumber suit? Yeah. Yeah. That's Cypher Sounds, 100%. Well, yeah. like 75%. That's why it's a, <laughs> an off-brand. Um, so... <sighs> 
what bothers me, and there's a lot of things, is that is that they're dancing. What's confusing for me to follow, especially in the wake of High School Musical, mm-hmm. they're dancing to a Kiki Palmer song and then a Corbin Blue song. Oh, I didn't know that. And they're not like pretending to lip sync or anything. They're just performing. But it's like, did they, in the movie, did they make this song? So did they, okay, you're going to have to give me some background. Did they both have musical careers? Well. Or they just sang these songs? What a complicated question. Um, They both had musical careers in the way that everybody on Disney Channel was kind of forced to like, oh, you're going to be in our movie, drop an album type of a thing. Like they all used to, this was the era after High School Musical where like original songs were in movies like Hilary Duff when when she when they did um McGuire. I think she had a song in that mm-hmm. and then uh and then Hannah Montana Hannah okay and then Hannah Montana had songs obviously I could almost kiss the stars What's what is this shining so bright Okay <laughs> and then um then you see me smile. was Raven uh Disney Channel I think she was. Uh, yeah. yeah and she had been. songs. So I think it was just like the thing that they were doing was like coming out with songs. The mm. only way I, the only reason I knew is because I was watching with closed captioning on and it was like Kiki Palmer song plays. And it was like, oh. Oh. Yeah. They're do very, you do that often? Sometimes. Like I don't like, I'm not really like a sub, do you drink water often? Because you just got it all over you. Nobody had to know that. <laughs> <laughs> this is famously an audio yeah, medium. I, don't know. I felt like people needed to know. That um, is true. But no, uh, I've seen, okay, sip two didn't it's go my, even any better. It's my water bottle. Okay. Uh, what's that happening? <laughs> uh, I've seen people on the internet, it's been a new conversation about like watching with subtitles is better, watching with closed captioning is better, and I don't know where I stand on the debate yet, but I've been trying it out sometimes. If I'm in a place where I'm like, oh, I don't really have time to Listen? wonder what they said. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know. I liked it. It okay. gave me this gem. So anyway, they're dancing to their own songs. That threw me off a little bit. And then how about the fact that at one point, there's no ropes. There's no yeah, ropes. Just dancing. They just put down the jump ropes and dance. And it's so bad. It's terrible. It's such bad dancing. It's also dancing that I, that's not a knock on Corbin Blue or Kiki Palmer. That's like a, I think they did, just choreographed it. Because I think they probably had better moves in them. And I haven't <laughs> seen High School Musical, but is the dancing decent in that? It's so bad in this. Like, I was offended. It was so bad. Um, I was curious going into it how that you're going to, like, you've seen all this double dutch. You've seen all these montages. Like, what is their final performance? How is it going to elevate? Yeah. Like, I feel like the first time I saw Pitch Perfect and they came out and, like, had the whole You've seen Pitch Perfect thing. more than once? Yeah. Have you not? I've never seen it. Oh, <sighs> I love that movie. Oh. Which we could argue is a sports film. We can discuss that We don't later. have to, though. Um, so Not okay. a Anyway, this right. reference won't make sense to you. But they do a good job being like, here's the baseline for like successful acapella. And now here's what we're doing. And you're like, dope. That's cool. I yeah. was waiting to see what that right. was going to be. And it started with like glow in the dark, which I was like, oh, okay. That's different. That's not necessarily that great. And then they like did the... The bring it on thing where they worked in boxing. 
Yeah, yes. his oh, dad. His, them cutting away to his dad looking proud when he was doing boxing moves in his choreography. I was like, this is <laughs> not. I'm out on this now. So many weird cutaways. There's in that no whole way. Sequence. Okay, and that's in this kind of brings in another point, and then we'll get back to yours. But like the crowd in this movie, in any situation where there's a crowd watching people, it's like um, it's like they asked a person who had never been outside before how crowds act because they <laughs> never they never yell anything that a crowd normally yells. They act like it's their first time ever being at an event and cheering for it and Kiki Palmer and Corbin Blue and the other people who are performing yell back at the crowd like they've never yelled back at a crowd before <laughs> Kiki Palmer's like come on it's so weird it's the wrong tone I can't put that any other way that makes sense but when you watch it instead of her being like yeah let's go she's like yeah let's go and it's like where are we going what's happening it's so uncomfortable the crowd interaction but anyway keep going uh, yeah, so I guess their elevation was the weird dancing in between, which, like, I, I was very confused by. It felt Feels like illegal. it breaks the rules. Yeah. And then they went back to the jump rope. Jump rope. And then there's one point where um, it's, j- and I know it's probably just as a callback to boxing, but it's just Corbin Blue alone jump roping. I'm like, this doesn't seem like a part. And the other people are just on the ground, like, waiting for him to finish his solo. But it's not an impressive. It's double dutch. You don't want to show that you can jump rope. You want to show that you can double dutch. <laughs> yeah. It didn't make any Which, sense. I don't know that we've talked about and maybe oh it's probably going to get eliminated so we can talk about it. Jump roping is so hard. Yeah. Really hard. Like and not just that, even doing the ropes. Yeah. My arms would fall. That's really off. funny you say that because I wrote down that like the girls who are doing the ropes are also dancing. And and you have to do different heights and yeah. speeds like my, your well, arms. And not to shoot down how difficult it is, but sort of to play into that same point, they use one shot where clearly one of them jump roping lands on the rope, um, but they used it anyway. Like they did a flip and they landed on the rope and then they cut away from it. And Whoops. it's like, oh, we'll just pretend, I guess, that they didn't land on that rope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just proof that it's extra hard. Well, and all the stuff they were doing too, like doing like push-ups and like clap push-ups. Yeah, but if you... you're going to do a double dutch movie, you better know how to double dutch. That's kind of the point. Oh, for sure. It for was sure, for very sure. impressive. Extremely. Um, but I think you're right. I think that the other thing is they didn't, you have to, in these sorts of movies when they aren't, like, if you win by a foot, then you win. You have to define it. So, like, in Brink, they define the 540, whatever that move was called. And they were like, that's the move that's going to make, that you have to do to be, like, really great. Yeah, you have to you have to kind of force feed the, like, this is what's, like, in yeah. uh, Alley Cat Strike, when they're like, when you bring in a sub, that sub has to play <laughs> right. for the rest of the game. Don't forget. Yeah. The sub, yeah. So they didn't do that in Jump In. And then when they start yeah, dancing like, at what the end, we we're all judging like, hang on, of. did they just disqualify themselves? Yeah, it was. No ropes. You're absolutely right. They, it was sort of like a, it, there was not a lot of uh, tension with the, like, who's going to win. It was, like, while you're watching them dance. There was no, like, wait, let's see if they nail it. It was more like, enjoy this fun scene, and then we'll find out at the end who wins. Right. Whereas in the other movies, it was sort of like, oh, if he doesn't hit this jump, or if, like, they, if it's literally a race, is easy to know. But, like, it, yeah. like you knew what you were looking for. And in this, it was just like, oh, watch this little montage real quick, and then um, and then we'll just tell you what who won. Um, also weird that the dragons, the dancing, dra- the dragon... Dutch, whatever, the other team. The Dutch Dragons. The whole uh, movie were talking smack about how they were better, and then they get second place at the end, and they're jumping up and down excited. Well, I think yeah. it, it was the top three. If you finish in the top three, you got to go to the next thing, right? Or was that the yeah, other No, that, this, this was the thing, I think. This was no, the next I think thing. They, I think they got to go to, like, state after yeah, this. Yeah, and then it was like they lost state, but they won the next year. 
That's what we got from. The yeah, there's a whole narrator. bunch of like there's there a whole system of double dutch that we never movie. understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> kept ending. So many. There was like when wait, Rod. Wait, wait, we have to talk about the voiceover. The, uh, yeah, the announcer. Oh yeah, yeah. So the narrator, the whole movie, you're hearing a narrator every now and then, and it's not anyone's voice. It's like they're talking about Corbin Blue in the second, in the third person. Like they're never, you don't know whose voice it is, Mm-mm. and then you find out, kind of in the middle of the, at the end of the competition, but before three more endings, uh, <laughs> it's revealed that the narrator is Rodney, the bully, in the future, talking to a bunch of kids at the boxing gym where he now works with children. Mm-hmm. Which is a nice touch. Yeah, there was a lot of different. I have I wrote so many full circle stories. Yeah, because so in the, the middle he says something to the lines along the lines of like, and it really affected me oh, yeah, a yeah. lot. When no, like, no, he doesn't say me. He says, and that's a day he'll remember forever. Oh yeah, and so, it was like you're. It kind of tipped his hand, and you're like, what? Why is he acting like he knows what Rodney's going to remember forever? And it's like, right. oh, because he's Rodney. <laughs> but Rodney comes to the the final competition. Right. That's not. I'm sorry. I don't buy that. <laughs> well, yeah. it was after. Did we talk about how Corbin Blue like danced gymnastics? We didn't. Oh my god, we did. So because like this was the movie. We said this a bunch. They kind of keep doing. It's like volleyballs back and forth. Like join the team. Then he's kicked off the team. Then he wants back on, but she doesn't want it. But then she wants him back on, and he doesn't want to. And it happens so many times. You kind of lose where you are in the movie. Mm-hmm. And Rodney wanting a rematch with Izzy happens so many times that like you get a little bit lost but at the end they do have this like rematch and just he shows up with a crowd of like 30 people just in tow and everybody knows rock. you can't say no when there's a crowd in tow that's right. what my grandpa the grandpa they always say used no to say. when the crowd's in tow that's what i just said i just rhymed it better no i rhymed it oh okay sure all right uh, do you want to take it from here? <laughs> sorry, go ahead. So they sorry, go ahead. So they get in the uh, they get in the ring, and Izzy just starts doing flips, mm-hmm. like round off back handspring to evade punches. Uh, and I wrote like, yeah, that's illegal. Um, I don't think you can just do that. But it like quote unquote works. And then when I think Rodney like falls out of the ring or something Mm -hmm. and everyone's like, get him, get him, Izzy. Now's the time to hit him. Which I'm like, easy, easy, everybody. Calm down, teens. Famously be, (laughs) calm down, teens. We have a very cheap shot. Um, But he's like, no, I don't want to. Like, I don't think we should fight. And then the crowd all of a sudden starts cheering. Like, everybody kind of gets their mind changed way too quickly. Real quick. I know when this movie was made, people were more likely to change their minds than they are nowadays. (laughs) But I don't think it was that different. I don't think it was, like, everyone chanting for you to beat a guy while he's down. And then you say one inspiring, I guess, sentence. And everyone's like, oh, he's right. Let's rethink the error of our ways. And then they start clapping. So, like, and Rodney, when he comes to the final competition, says, like, maybe you could show me some of those moves. And it's like, no, Rodney, you're going to get this qualified if you do those moves that's not boxing <laughs> that's gymnastics <laughs> um the dad being proud okay that happened quickly as well shows up tells him that it's great says he did a great job i feel like the dad kind of got uh the short end of the stick a little bit in this one like there was a lot of anger from rodney that i don't know was deserved for this dad you mean izzy it, yes, thank you. I was like, what was Rodney mad at yeah, the guy that, for? That thing when he says, like, it's your dream, it's not mine, or whatever. When he had to go get milk. Yeah, that was... <laughs> that constantly had to get when he, No, that was when the, when he was like, I don't even like it, I don't like you, or whatever, I just do it because you don't have anything else in your life, because mom died, and then the dad's like, oh, look at that, we need milk. And it was like, oh, <laughs> It was heartbreaking. Yeah. So, like, 
as far as we see as an audience, like the dad has no reason to think Izzy doesn't like boxing until he finds the flyer. Yes, but the flyer was evidence his child was being bullied, and what he gleaned from the from the flyer was all. My kid likes jump roping. So uh, didn't he just say, like, tell me about this or, like, what's this? And then Izzy, like, launches No, I think off. he was like, this is where you've been spending your time. Which even still isn't, like... Yeah, I guess. It, it just... It, to me, it was a lot from Izzy. Izzy was making a lot of assumptions. The dad wasn't as bad as the dads that we've seen. Oh, also, I would just like to say uh, two unrealistic, pushy fathers in both High School Musical and Double Teamed. So we're this not, is a we theme. Right, but we just didn't watch those movies. So I know. In the just wanted to... Say we we do have those in the other movies as well. Um, what were we talking about? You were right. By the way, they do go to state. They lost, but they won the next yeah. year. Yeah, you were right. Um, no, you know because how, like because of why we don't see it. You could have just been like, then they went to state and they won. The end. You don't well, need because to be like, they wanted to be like that would be too easy. Let's say they right. lost, and then when the kids look sad, he'll say they won again next year. Um, the uh, the. You know how we said before that a lot of these movies seem like they're focused on the subplot instead of the real plot? I think the real movie here is that Izzy's dad and Mary's mom should be together. Yes. I thought so, too. But does, doesn't Mary have a dad? I don't know. If they, she does, they, There was a there. moment, wasn't there, where Izzy's dad like looks at Mary's mom? Yeah, but it was too late in the movie that you'd be like, well, they can't right. do that because <laughs> Mary and Izzy, that would be rude. Right. Um, but Or the makings of a sitcom. A sitcom? That feels like the makings of a tragedy. Also, yes. If you're dating someone and then... Did somebody do that? Was that a movie? Clueless. Stepbrother? Clueless. Yeah, but they weren't already dating. No, I know. I'm saying, did anybody do a thing where it was like the 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 boy and the girl, younger version, like each other, and then the parents meet and are like, oh, we're in love, we're getting married, and they're like, well, what are we supposed to do now? Probably. I'm sure somebody did. All right. Well, I'll go look it up. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, Jump In, I really liked. Again, it was one of the more modern ones, so it makes sense. Like, they were getting better at these. They'd had a, a bunch under their belt. In their belt? What is it? Under their belt. Yeah. Why does, what does that even mean? Belts don't really have pockets. In their pants. Under their They belt. had a bunch of these in their pants, and so they should have been better at it. Um, so it was good, but uh, having now seen Motocrossed, and I liked it a bunch. I think I think we have to advance motocross into the final. All right. Is everybody comfortable with that? Yeah. Jay? Yeah, I'm all, I'm all right with it. The all fake right Brooklyn it. really threw me. Yeah, it seems like it bothered you from the start. Tough to get over. Yeah. Ashley couldn't get over the germs on the apple. Just He's spreading them everywhere and sits right down to dinner. Well, not everyone else is sick all literally all the time like well, you I've, are. I've been doing a really good job. You have been of not coughing. <laughs> Until next week. Yeah, you've been crushing it. Next week, we'll both be sick. Uh, okay, so that that was quick. We'll move over to the right side of the bracket, where we have, again, Brink up against Johnny Tsunami. And I feel like this one, not easy. <sighs> I, they, both, they both had tough first-round matchups. Let's do a quick recap of the plot. Very quick. <laughs> uh, okay, Brink so open on. <laughs> is, Brink is a, is a rollerblading film. Uh, about this kid named Brink and his friends. They're the soul skaters. They do it because they love it. And their uh, rivals are the X-Blades, which are a sponsored group of skaters. And they're seen as the sellouts. They skate for money, not for the love of the sport. Brink's family goes through some tough financial stuff. And so Brink has to secretly join the X-Blades so that he can earn money for his family. But his family doesn't want him to do that. And his friends don't want to do that. So it has to be a secret. 
um, the, the he gets caught and found out eventually, and then rejoins the Soul Skaters and goes up a, up head to head with X Blades for the final competition, and wins. Uh, Johnny Tsunami is about a surfer in Hawaii who's the his grandfather is like the best surfer of all time and this kid loves to surf and his dad is a dickhead and that's the whole film <laughs> uh, his dad is like works on he basically invented it looks like he invented school google i don't really understand it uh, he does some computer thing this was back when computers first started <laughs> and uh he relocates the family to vermont for his job but also cuz deep down he really hates that his kid loves to surf and so Johnny Tsunami has to adapt to this new culture. He goes to a private school. Yep, yep. goes to yep. a private school and they all ski. And there's the other people called the urchins that are more, he relates more to. Those are snowboarders on the mountain and the two groups famously just do not get along. They go to different parts of the mountain. So he becomes the first private schooler to snowboard and hilarity ensues. And then they have to have a race for like the, who wins the mountain and the snowboarders win. And then they open it to everyone. They nail that. That's good. Yeah. Except he's not Johnny Tsunami. His, his becomes grandfather is so weird. Johnny Tsunami. Oh, and I sent you a text. Oh, I got a DM about yeah. we were calling his grandfather Granzaddy and talking about how hot he was. Turns out he's problematic in real life. Yeah. Is he really? He went to jail. Everybody. Because I just found out that there's a Johnny Tsunami too. What? And, and Granzaddy or problematic Granzaddy. Formerly yeah, problematic Granzaddy. Granzaddy uh, is in it. It's it's like well, he older has to be Brandon because Baker he's, and Granddaddy, and that's the movie. Because well, he's is, Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. So it in has the movie, the plot of the second movie is that the artist formerly known as Granddaddy is now married to like a 35-year-old woman, and she has oh. a son who's Johnny's new uncle who's younger than Johnny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this a decom? It's it I think so. I'm it's, gonna it's watch Johnny watch Tsunami too. I'm gonna watch it. I do think we should be watching one bad movie a week and the second half of the pod should just be bad sports movie reviews. Johnny <laughs> Dunami. Ashley? I held up two fingers if you guys can see me like Audio do, medium. Part do, I didn't need to see do, them and I, and I knew it's that you duh, shouldn't have. Duh. It's Johnny Dunami and it doesn't work that way. But I guess if you're being like the French guy in motocross, it's Johnny Dunami. So <laughs> Johnny Dunami. <laughs> I don't know who that was. I hated it. That was um, Cartier. Yeah. Uh, so... All right, where do we dive in? What did we not cover before in discussing these two films? Let me pull up my notes. Yeah, let me pull up my notes. Oh, number one Yikes. thing that I have. Okay. Johnny Tsunami. Does he have a mustache? Huh. For the first probably hour of the film, all I could think about was, is that a mustache or is that a weird shadow on young Johnny? Hmm. It's very distracting. Young Johnny, Y-U-N-G. <laughs> young Johnny. Because <laughs> he's 13, remember. It, I, does he? Question mark. Huh. Go. I don't think so. I'm not, I mean, I'm not looking at him right now. I think it's a shadow. I don't think he has a mustache. I Maybe don't think he's it, got like, like he's, you know, mid puberty, weird, doesn't know that he should shave yet. At vibes. 13? Yeah, sure. It's possible. I don't think that, I don't think you should have spent as much time on it as you did. It was very distracting. It was kind of like in motocross. Not to go backwards, I, half the movie I wanted to hand her chapstick. Like, my God, your oh, lips are yeah, yeah, so yeah. chapped. Yeah. They're so dry. They were really dry. It's like I couldn't stop looking at his skin. was pretty dry, too. His fake mustache. Yeah. Again, I don't think that's the point. That's a subplot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Did uh, we talk about how he can't just stand in boots? Like he's reportedly athletic, but as soon as he puts the ski boots on, he falls over and knocks everything over no, in the ski shop. That was stupid. He did a great job but getting off the ski time. lift, which is but the hardest boots. part. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. But he couldn't just stand in the boots. Well, what also we didn't talk about is when he skis for the first time that the ski people are like, man, he's going to hurt somebody when he's like going crazy down the mountain. It's like, yeah. You should be helping him. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of just sent him down the mountain. Oh, he's going to hurt. Oh, be careful, dude. And it's like, yeah, he's never skied before, dickheads. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. I didn't like that. Jay, miss anything from this movie? Uh, well, I mean, we went over it again, but I just don't want to overlook that this introduced us to Kirsten Storms for the first time. Xenon. Uh, Zetus Apetus. Very important. Uh, the other thing that uh, we Zetus didn't talk about last time that Zetus I think is important to, to review and potentially a negative strike in the long run is that this introduced the world to the weird, like, two, same actor playing twins in a movie thing. I don't think this introduced the world to it. I think Parent Trap came before this. Uh, it was always weird that they cast Lindsay Lohan as the two kids in Parent Trap when they could have easily picked a Mary-Kate and an Ashley. Okay, you're right. Parent Trap did come before this, but yeah. I was thinking more. I mean, but lines of but like, before Parent Trap, like we were used to two actresses playing one. That was even weirder. Why did you? Why did we ever have Mary Kate and Ashley just play the one kid? Because I think with kids it was hard. Child labor laws. Yeah. Well, these this violates all those. As we found <laughs> Frank, as he was not, as we found last podcast, EVD was not of age. Um, there was one quote Famously. that I have written down. Um, Sam and Johnny were having a very nice, genuine conversation. And Sam goes, I know what it's like to be the new kid, but it gets better. And Johnny's response is, hey, it's all good, brah. No. That's true. Yeah. That is totally true. And I was like, what? What? That's not like, it's not socially. That's, <laughs> Shout that's, out to Sam. Sam, I think, best could get the best sidekick award. Yeah, Sam was the man. Yes. And remember when they found out Sam was being moved to Iceland? Yeah. And uh Johnny's dad's response was it's for the best. And I was like Homeboy's a colonizer for real. Like, he really wants... A, a sneaky subplot of this film for me was that Johnny Tsunami's dad loves assimilation. He's, like, super into, like, don't honor your culture, don't be who you are, blend in, look like everybody else, and don't let them know that you're different. Like, I don't know how he would have fared for In Luck of the Irish, a movie that was all about celebrating your unique culture. Johnny Tsunami's dad was like... Be the whitest kid you could possibly be. Like, find out what they like and then do that. Don't do other stuff. It was really uncomfortable. And like, I know that he does the dad thing, which happens in motocross as well, making a complete 180 at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. But like, I again, I don't buy it because his whole life seemed to be like based on. I don't know. It's a it's a thing that. Maybe if if I was like the if any of us were children of immigrant parents, I think we could probably speak to that more because I've seen a lot of conversations on the Internet happen about that where people are like, my dad taught me, like, don't worry about anything except like make like fitting in here and making like you have to sacrifice parts of you in order to succeed here that like we now are in a time where we're like, no, celebrate your heritage, like do, you know, whatever. We're, like it's easier as generations go on. But I think the first generation of but they really didn't say they were first generation. I don't know. He just seemed like a dad that was like be more like ev the white private school kids Johnny stop trying to not be them Johnny was like but I'm not him I didn't like the dad in this movie at all <laughs> the dad was pretty bad not one bit and I loved grandpa but now oh, <laughs> tough. Oh, it's so hard 
Um, again, mentioned this last time, but just so we don't forget it in the judging of who moves on. A lot of flippant dealings with the military in this one. You know, oh, I don't yeah. know that Johnny Tsunami <laughs> respects the troops in the sense that they <laughs> snuck onto a plane, military plane to fly. And I don't know what kind of military stations we have in Vermont. I won't. I'm not going to act like I'm well versed in where all of our military bases are. I, I just didn't know we had one there. But we're sneaking on planes from Vermont to Hawaii. Very long flight. Yeah. Direct and yeah, direct flight with, from because Vermont you would assume if it wasn't direct, they would have gotten caught wherever it was they had a layover. Uh, so there was that. And then there was the fact that when Sam's dad got stationed in Iceland, again, question mark, um, <laughs> that they were like uh, they just re- he just rescheduled when he was supposed to leave so that they could watch <laughs> a competition on a mountain. And, you know, I just think that the military, that's not how that works. Yeah, that's true. Also, did they just drop them off on the beach in Hawaii? Yeah, they were sort of walking down the beach in Hawaii with all their bags. Like, how did they get from the... Yeah, it was, maybe it was a seaplane. You know what I mean? A seaplane that can fly straight from Vermont to, to Hawaii. Hawaii yeah. And then just land right on can the ocean. Can a seaplane take off from a non-sea and land in a sea? I believe it can. All right. You're our seaplane expert. So Thank you, you so much. Then- I'm glad that you acknowledged that finally. I will say, uh, in comparing the two films... Johnny Tsunami, much bigger stakes than Brink. Yeah. Brink is just, you know, one man's journey. And the squashing. A uh, boy. Of, one boy's one journey. Boy, I just want to be perfectly clear. 16 year old boy. <laughs> so, that, so that nobody else ends up in the situation I did. He is not a man, famously. <laughs> one very young boy's journey on self discovery. Well, very young. He's not very young. Extremely he's young. He's a child. He's fine. <laughs> Into learning how to perform things without getting paid. And Johnny not only reunites two estranged brothers, twins, but makes the mountain available for all. Yeah. So I think in the movie, you're right. Johnny's, uh, Johnny's journey, Johnny's hero journey is more about changing a culture of a town for everyone. Whereas mm-hmm. Brinks is about finding out within him what his values are. Right. But I think in terms of if you go the next, if you zoom out even further, as movies, Johnny Tsunamis is less like life lesson applicable. The life lesson, I guess, is like... For the dad. Don't do... <laughs> yeah, don't be like his dad. Or like, don't do what people tell you. Do what you want to do. Be yourself, I guess, if you zoomed the most out. Right. Um, But... Brinks, if you zoom, is like a, is a, is, it has a life lesson. I just completely disagree with it. Yeah. Like Brinks is trying to teach you that like going after money is selling out and you can't, you should do what you love because you love it, not because it makes you money. I think, I don't think I agree with that. I think like the message in Brink is you can get paid or whatever, but like you shouldn't get paid and give up what you love for it. Like when he skated with the X-Blades, he wasn't having fun. And well, it's that's like, just because Val was a dick. Right. But like that's – I don't think it was the money. It was like you can, if you love what you're doing, go get paid. But like if you're doing – if you're giving up what you love for the money, don't do that. Yeah, but I'm wishy-washy on that because yeah. he wasn't giving up what he loved. He was still skating. And like if your parents are in need and for – literally, again, I think we keep losing sight of for two weeks – he had to do this and they're acting like, wow, you really compromised your your values. And it's like, well, kids, when your family's struggling, yeah, you do. So but I think he sometimes lied. you get on the pole. He lied to his friend. 
metaphorically, <laughs> on the, banner, on the right, metaphorical yeah. pole. <laughs> he lied to his friends. He let them down. Which I don't, th- this is what I don't get about the plot for Brink, I guess. There's some holes. <laughs> yeah, at any moment I'm like, but he could just tell them. He could have just told his friends like, hey guys, I just really need this money. So for two weeks I just got to do this. But like, I love you, I'm with you, but I got to go do this. I think he probably would have done that if he was an adult, but since he was such a child... Like Extremely young, young child, yeah. Like he was developed. <laughs> child. He was gonna. Hey, at no point does he take his shirt off. I wasn't looking at development. Um, whatever. He uh, at one point he's like trying when he first joins them. He tries to tell his friends. He tries to tell the one friend on the phone, and then he tries to tell his other friends in home ec when they have cake all over their face. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Val comes over and says like, "Oh, do you think I'm a jerk or whatever it was?" And then he just. That's what changes him and he decides not to tell them. When really it's like as soon as he walked away, you'd be like, hey, guys, I joined X-Blades. And that's why Val did that just then. Like nothing really seems to be caused by any. There's no cause and effect in the movie. They kind of conveniently make it seem like, well, this is how it is now. Mm -hmm. And if you take one second to question any of it, it falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. I will say a lot of times when you see these decoms. The teenagers are either, like, irrational or moody or whiny. And, like, Johnny Tsunami really wasn't that. Yeah. Like, when his parents – I forget what his dad said specifically. Maybe it was when he was talking Probably about like, Sam I'm a jerk. leaving. Yeah. But, and Johnny, like, walked up the steps and was just like, I really disagree with that. Like, I think you have it wrong. Yeah. Something. And just walked away. And I'm like, wow, that's, like, a very mature Well, yeah, because response. there was – that was the scene where uh, he got in trouble at school for – for snowboarding and again assimilation dad was like you gotta stop with these other friends like this is where you go to school now be like them and do what they do and he was like no I like my friends you're making you're telling me I can't have my friends like that's I disagree with you like very rarely in a movie do you look at the parents and you're like they're a thousand percent wrong and the kid's right and the kid is actually handling himself in a much more mature way yeah Um, His, his responses were very mature Brink was like well, Brink, should I do this? And they're like, no. And they're like, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. Brink, what was weird is that at the beginning, his dad was like, oh, I can't stand how positive he is all the time. Which I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what dad would ever say that? Yeah. And then, uh, and then halfway through when he was, um, working all the time and exhausted, his dad was like, oh, I can't stand how negative he is all the time. <laughs> I do think the parents in Brink, much more likable, obviously, than yeah. the parents in Johnny Tsunami. Well, the mom in Johnny Tsunami. I, I'm, she I'm was all right. Oh, you're obsessed her. with. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she was beautiful. And, um, and uh, appropriately aged, might I add. Mm. I don't remember. Oh, you mean you can say she's beautiful because she's not uh-huh. 16? Yep, all right, I mean. Jay, just chill out. <laughs> Uh, I have a question. Do we think that, do we also want to give Johnny Tsunami some props because it kind of maybe lent a plot line to cult classic film Out Cold? Lent a plot line how? Well, so Out Cold, as I'm sure you're familiar, is uh, the film that stars Zach Galifianakis in one of his first major film roles. We don't have time for you to go into everything you're about uh, to go into. In which they basically have to uh, race for the mountain uh, against a like fancy ski company who wants to redevelop it and take away the like sort of like fun loving vibe that it once had. Yeah, so it's pretty much the same thing. But so flipped. you're saying it's grown up Johnny Tsunami. It's grown up Johnny Tsunami. Who in Johnny Tsunami? Has... John Tsunami. <laughs> Jonathan Tsunami. <laughs> uh, who in Johnny Tsunami the Disney movie has sex with a uh, with a jacuzzi? In Jonathan Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know that it's Grandpa. 
No, it's not Grandpa. Like, who's the Zach Galifianakis of Johnny Tsunami? It's probably the guy who owns the surfboard shop. No, well, maybe. I mean, him. the uh, the it's, snowboard yeah, shop. Yeah, it's maybe him, or or it's the preppy kid who we hate. Could also be that guy. What's, yeah. What's maybe. his name? Chad Brett. 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 One of those. Brett. It's Brett. Maybe Brent. Mm, probably. I think Brent's even too elevated for him. I think it's Brett. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I think as movies, watching them, which did you enjoy more? I know it's tough. I saw Johnny Tsunami first. Um, I saw Brink first. Brink has an exclamation point, which really helps elevate it. Yeah, well, it didn't help. Brink! It, it didn't help Alley Cat strike. <laughs> or jump or in. Jump in. <laughs> or jump in. Uh, for me, it's always been Johnny Tsunami. I'll be transparent about that. Oh, thank you. I'm a... Johnny Tsunami fan before I was a Brink fan. And so why is that? I, I I think for me when I was younger, it was because I just like liked snowboarding more than I liked inline skating. <laughs> well, that's uh, how we knew you're a loser. Yeah, well. Inline you're skating. You're a loser. It's called uh, blading, bro. Yeah, well, only if you have a soul. And so then uh, now that I've watched them again as an adult, I I think that what Ashley said is right. Like the fact that it has a real plot that I can almost believe, like, the dad's a little too much of a dick for me to be able to believe it. But other than that, like, I, I believe the plot. You do? You to... believe that he united the mountain? Yeah. You believe that he was well, the I first private school boy to surf, I mean, to snowboard, as if it's so different from skiing? I feel like him and Brett Brent deciding that their race was going to change the whole mountain. is like, yeah, you got to get that signed you. off on by you somebody. Just make that call. And just like Brett deciding that he would give a shit about that that the metal, coin yeah. like it doesn't for the murder matter before well, the obviously mur- we can start poking right, right, holes right. in this very secure balloon of johnny tsunami i but, just think johnny so you're you're in on it because of the nostalgia factor it was I, yours when you were little and you're standing back. i think see i think brink has the nostalgia factor for a lot of people for most people, yeah. people just brink. remember that as being their disney channel original movie but i think when you compare the two johnny tsunami's plot felt more dynamic to me there was more n- things that happened than in, say, Brink. Mm-hmm. Brink was like, he skates with these people, he doesn't like those people, he goes on that other team, he leaves that team, he goes back, he goes back, and then there's blah, 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 and then there's a competition. But the supporting cast in Brink, I liked. I liked the parents more. I loved Katie, the little sister. She was yeah, she had she some was really funny lines. Mm-hmm. And I liked the, his group of friends. They had like a dynamic, interesting group of these like three supporting characters um, and there were the, the supporting characters on X-Blades, uh, like Boomer was an interesting character, the yeah. guy who got hurt and then kind of switched sides like that. There was a lot of interesting stuff happening with those people. Whereas in Johnny Tsunami, like I liked his friend Sam and, you know, Xenon was interesting, but I hated the dad and it didn't make sense that he'd be married to the mom who's so nice and supportive. And then like Zaddy, Grand Zaddy, like not sending the kids back right away was like too convenient for the plot but doesn't make sense in real life and the principal's like, accent was very hard really to get confusing and it yeah. being xenon's dad was tough and there was that scene where she said that he was going to get in a lot of trouble and he didn't get in any trouble so i'm like am i supposed to see this guy's compassionate i didn't really like understand the supporting cast as well I but feel which like... murder did you feel was <laughs> more realistic murder? i could was really xenon i would on the cliff say... or when val well, Xenon hanging on the cliff wasn't a murder. That was an accident, right? It was an accident. That's what I mean. But which yeah. near death was more believable? Well, he did. Um, Brett did try to. 
potentially commit murder when he pushed Johnny. Yes. That's um, true. But I do feel like the like raw inside of Gabriella's arm based off like the Val Rocks thing. I would I'm more I could believe Val as an actual like murderer more. So the one Were we one supposed of, to think he was cool and good looking? I don't know. He was too over the top. He was too like his face always me. looked like, oh yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He was always like doing that thing where he ran his fingers through his hair. That's all he had going for him. Yeah, but I didn't even think it was going. It didn't go it for me. It wasn't going. Again, wasn't. I don't know how old he was, but I feel comfortable <laughs> saying I wasn't attracted to him. <laughs> now, if we got into the nitty gritty about who I was and wasn't attracted to, I don't think we could finish this podcast legally. But Val was not it for me. EVD did have like the wrestling thing where his hair always looked wet. Can we not talk about it? And you're just like, why is yeah, your hair looks, always wet? Well, it was like, you're greasy and it's not good, but also... All right. F- yeah, I guess. Fine, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so I don't know. This is really tough for me, and I'm I'm interested in your guys' opinions because I I can see I keep being like, oh, it's going to be tsunami, and then I'm like, oh, it's going to be Brink, and I'm I can't I can't decide. I think people will riot if we get rid of Brink. This isn't this is the this is not their podcast. Katie Nolan podcast. I know that's why it's, it's tough for me because um, I have to make the decision. It does. You do. Let's see. I, it does. So one other thing before we pick, okay. um, I noticed, uh, or I was I was interested uh, because this movie came out in 1998, uh, and Team X Blades. I wanted to know about the X's, so I looked up <laughs> when Generation X. Do you remember DX, the wrestling group with X Pac and Triple H? Generation H. X. Yep. I have no uh, idea what you guys are talking about, but I'm going to pretend I do. Go ahead. I yes. wanted to know when that started because oh, I was like, suck it, yeah, yeah. Right. The, Famously, sure, uh, sure. and so uh, thing my friend did after I got a <laughs> cigarette put out on me at a bar. Ah, she followed him into the bar and told him to suck it. And I was like, "It's too late. Well, it's done. We don't do that." <laughs> uh, so Generation X started in '97, uh, which is a year before Brink came out. Huh? Mm. Uh, and then when I was did like, X Games? When, yeah, when did the X Games yeah. come out? They started in 1995. Really? And the first Winter X Games, which is the first one I remember, but maybe that was my age, was in 97 as well. Huh. How about Exhibit? When when did when X, did X, when did X say he was going to give it? Like, we don't know if he's giving That's it to DMX. us yet. That's yeah. different. Oh. DMX. The, you're absolutely oh, you're right. right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you both. X to the Z. Now that's too crazy. Exhibit started in, he, I think his first single was in 94. But his first album was in 96. X wow. Don't Give It To You came out in 2003. So that's oh, not relevant that's, here. He just was playing <laughs> off the trend. I mean, DMX but was X around But X to the Z that, was, was a couple years before. This is a big time. Hey, uh, I heard you like rollerblading. Pimp my ride. So I made your car into a big... I made your car to a big-ass rollerblade. Just, just to be... Just for full transparency, Pimp My Ride did not come out until 2004. No, of course. Okay. I mean, of course. And it wasn't on Disney Channel. It was on MTV. It was. But, hey, I heard you really... I heard your name's Brink. So I hung your car from the side of this cliff. <laughs> all right. Shout out Pimp My Ride. Uh, all right, so here we go, you guys. Brink up against Tsuna- Johnny Tsunami. Did we talk about how his dad calls him Brink? Which dad? Brink's yes. dad calls him Brink, which is super weird because yep, it's his a last, last name. name. And his last name's Brinker. It's not even Brink. Brink. We find that out at the very Brink. end of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure we talked about that. Um, I know my, I know people who whose parents call them by their last name. I also find it strange, but I know them. Yeah, that's weird. They exist. Uh, all right. What do we think? Oh, also just on Brink really quick, uh, sunglass fashion. 
fascinating to see that it's come back around. The sunglasses in that movie were like the th- small, thin oh, sunglasses. Yeah. And I was oh. like, oh, people are wearing those again now. The ones in, I don't, can't remember if you said this or not, but the ones in Johnny Tsunami, the like yellow glassy ski goggles, horrible. Terrible. Really terrible. Oh, we, did we talk about the dread hat? No, no let's, let's talk a little bit more about it. I remember those. Do you think that's why they called them urchins? No, yeah, I think I feel like the, it, they were related. Only Sam wore it. Yeah, I know, but no, it that, did there was more, multiple, and then at the end, Johnny wore it too. Yeah, were those cool? They were cool. They were. Yeah. Are you are you speaking from experience? <laughs> <laughs> I know that I was popular in like like middle school. Oh, I believe you, and you wore one of those. No, I wasn't cool enough. I think it makes people look like um, devil sticks. What were those things called? Yeah, devil sticks. Yeah. <laughs> also, like a fried cool. shrimp head. Like cool kid thing. What? Like when you get the shrimp, the fried. Yep. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> the fried shrimp head. You get your shrimps fried with the head still on them. Well, I thought if you, you order a fried you shrimp order, head hat, this, this is nobody <laughs> needs to know this. If you order sweet shrimp at a sushi bar, they'll give you the shrimp if head you order fried. Sweet shrimp. It's it's sweet shrimp is basically what they call like a raw shrimp at a sushi bar. Oh. Because um, usually if when you, you order well, shrimp sushi, it's on cooked. that same note. If you order cold tea at a certain restaurant in Boston, they'll serve you beer in a in a soda can after after uh, last Hours. call. Nice. Oh wow, cold tea. That's interesting. Not going to tell us the bar, but you well, will tell allegedly. us the order. Allegedly, who knows if they even still do it? I'm going to give it to Johnny Tsunami. My vote. Yeah, I just said that sentence in a really weirdly constructed way. Yoda, baby Yoda's got, in right now, so I'm in. I'm in on it. Really in my head. Yeah. Um, because... I've been crushing baby Yoda memes in text messages, and I've never watched an episode of The Mandalorian and don't intend to. Would you? I asked PG to start watching it, and he did. He said he really likes it. You have not sent me one baby Yoda meme. We don't I'm text. personally offended. All right, I'll start doing it. Thank you. Um, But I don't... You know me. I don't know Star Wars you that You don't well. have to. Okay. It's standalone. It's standalonian. <laughs> standalonian. Standalorian. I'm going to give it to Jonathan Tsunami. Well, wait, that's a separate movie. <laughs> Sorry, that's how cold and it's not in this bracket. Oh, okay. it's so good. Uh, because everything that he overcomes and the way that he handles it maturely is a lot better than Brink does. Brink's like trials and obstacles are all kind of fabricated based on like assumptions and like things he didn't have to do you know like in the titanic if she had just stayed on the boat if she she sounded like on the boat it sounded like you've been trying not to give this take and then you're finally like all right let's just talk about what we're all thinking let's just let's just address the elephant in the room in the titanic it's it's i have this this is one of my biggest pet peeves with movies it's the same with if she just moved over or they alternated no 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 if she had if she had stayed on the boat on the life, like she was in the survivor boat oh, and jumped back on. Then he, he could have had the raft and it would have been fine. Wow. In Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, he's the only one who could have pulled the stone out of the mirror. And so if he hadn't, then the Quirrell couldn't have never gotten it. In the 13th year, if he had never jumped in to try to save the mermaid from the dumb mermaid cage, then the other kid who couldn't swim, Jess, would never have jumped in and would never have drowned. If the problems are of your own making, yeah. I am less forgiving. Yeah, and Brink kind of made these own problems. His family was like, "Yes, they were struggling for money," and his parents were like, "Don't worry about it." And then they were like, "We got you a job," and he could have been like, "Cool, peace out, X Blades. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna suds my pups, and that's gonna be my thing." 
But no, instead he wanted his picture in every magazine with that greasy hair. But didn't want anyone to know. Right. It didn't make sense. <laughs> but so, but I, I do think sometimes we get too much into analyzing the plots as opposed to analyzing like better movie. Which yeah. did you enjoy watching more? I don't know. I know because I watched. We watched them all back to back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jay, you're you're voting tsunami. I'm I'm with Johnny. I mean, if I if I was being honest, the visual effects of Brink were a lot more fun for me to watch. As a are you admitting? Year old, are you admitting? He when I was thirteen, you made me feel movie. like a bad person. <laughs> the visual effects. Yeah. She had a crush on a I kid. Ha- for sure, I did. Oh, everybody! Then. You're saying you did yeah. then? Oh yeah. no! I'm, and then it carried. But it. now you don't, or you do? As a married woman, is that problematic? <laughs> if you no. watch a movie where you had a crush on the kid when you were that kid's age, to still to think he's cute now? No, that's I don't totally know. Totally allowed. I don't know if it were a dude saying it about a girl. I think you'd feel weird. If Jay was like, man, Xenon uh, no, was so hot in that movie, you'd be like, well, Jay, chill out. No. I don't know. It's like your favorite toy. What? You know, or like Tang. Like, I think it's, a- <laughs> it's not like it's Tang. It's not like Tang. It's in like, the I movie loved- Tang Tanic. I love Tang Tanic. <laughs> On the Titanic. <laughs> you love Tang growing up, and then you realize it's all full of chemicals. Tang and it's pretty illegal, doesn't have an age but of it consent. Grows with- is why this is different. <laughs> it had an age of legality, it and now it's didn't. illegal, but you still like it because at the time all it right. meant so much to you. I think we're going to move Johnny Tsunami on so that we don't have to talk about. <laughs> Eric Von Detten's age anymore, but shout out to him and let it be known. We love Brink, but you know, we got to, there's got to be a competition. So you want to be a player. <laughs> <laughs> pimped out right. You got to pimp my ride. Damn right. <laughs> Isn't there a custom end song for Brink? I think that's what you're going right. What a jam. The fact that they could not get Exhibit on the theme song no. for Pink <laughs> no, That would have been an extra 50 grand. pretty funny. Oh, I heard you like Exhibit, so I got you a show starring Exhibit, but a song that has you're no not. Exhibit in it. X, gonna give it to you. Okay, uh, before we get to the final round which is going to be Motocross versus Johnny Tsunami. Uh, today's podcast also brought to you by SeatGeek. We only have two sponsors today, so this will be your singing ad read. Ashley, what are we doing? Ashley. Sorry, I was trying to think of a clever way, and I couldn't. You don't Can have you just to. just do it um, to the tune of Ironic by Linus Morissette? <laughs> yes, I absolutely can, I think. Oh, boy. Absolutely, maybe. Could try. Absolutely going to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how it starts, right? Do you ever feel like taking websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? It's as if they're so big they can get away with not caring about customer experience. So what if their site's annoying and doesn't have ev- events you want? <laughs> Low status quo. The real reason is how easy could it be if those ticketing sites actually cared with millions of love, love, and tickets <laughs> and 
Kick proves there's a better way. A quick look at the App Store shows over 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for a customer? Satisfaction. Seeky <laughs> pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. Then it rates. HD Honor. <laughs> I didn't know if it was the time where it rotated that part on a scale of one to ten, and it plays them on an interactive sea map. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. Mm-hmm. Is that that part? It's that. She goes high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and never repurchases fully guaranteed so you can drop the tickets with confidence I have the Seekeek app on my phone and it's by far the easiest fastest way to find tickets in fact I just use the app to buy tickets to I always forget what I'm gonna I used it once to buy tickets and it was really helpful it'll even get you $10 off yeah $10 off your first seeking purchase all you need to do is use the promo code download the the fuck part is this? <laughs> anyway, then you can get $10 on your first purchase. Ooh, that is promo, promo code. <laughs> no win for $10 off on your first purchase. It's two weeks in a row we've done that. Crushed it. Oh, brings me so much joy. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Life is a funny, funny way. <laughs> All right. Uh, finals. We're in them. I hope that disrupted all of Will Kane's radio I, show. Was he staring at you <laughs> yeah. the whole time? Yeah, he looked back and was like, and yeah, I really do think. <laughs> uh, all right. Motocross versus Johnny Tsunami. Whoo-wee. Uh, just to recap, uh, not the plots. Motocross. <laughs> Start at the beginning. Motocross is a one seed. Uh, Johnny Tsunami, a three seed. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Based on know, Rotten Tomatoes score. Yes. So not, uh, an unheard of matchup here in the final, but an interesting one. Uh, Motocross. Look, I think it was a good film. Yeah. Uh, I think that Renee was A, poorly cast and B, uh, came into the movie a little bit too late to be a believable villain. Just a villain. little too late? It was like 10 minutes uh, At one point, I was like halfway through, and I looked at Ashley and was like, still no Renee. Not sure when this guy's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I think we we kind of glossed over and didn't talk about a lot the first few times we've discussed this film is uh, Dean, the guy that is the racer that Andy girl helps uh, get with Farron. Mm-hmm. Um 
but she ultimately has a crush on. We don't discuss what he chose to wear to the InSync concert. Oh. Now, a Twitter user brought that to my attention. They said, uh, when I said there was a three-hour podcast, they said, did you discuss what Dean wore to the InSync concert? Because that right there is an hour alone. Mm. And now, while I don't think we have a full hour to devote to it, I've been wrong before, so let's see what we got. Uh, he wore a all-black, all-black outfit. Um, now, the the plot... Of this scene, for those who haven't seen it, Andy has tickets to see in sync fifth row. She's very excited about it. Earlier in the movie, she calls her girlfriend and is like, oh, my God, we got the tickets. Then because of this whole transformation in her life and the fact that she's going to be racing, she can't go. Um, and so she's going to give them away. But a little light bulb goes off in her head and she realizes that this girl, Farron, who has nothing in common with this guy, Dean, but Dean has a huge crush on her. She realizes that if she gives the tickets to Dean and has him take Farron, that Farron will love that and will eventually fall for Dean. Um, so she sets it up by calling Farron and pretending to be her dad and saying, meet me in the lobby. And then they uh, are waiting at the lobby or they come out in an elevator and are discussing these tickets. Farron overhears them. Ta-da, she wants to go to the show and she's won over. So Dean knows he's going to this sync concert. Mm-hmm. And he wears uh, a black ribbed turtleneck, a chunky turtleneck, and black leather wide leg pants. Oh. Uh-huh. I just remember the turtleneck. I'm trying to pull up a, a chunky turt with the wide leg, huh? Yeah. You think wow. the wide leg and the chunky turt are the problem? I think it's the leather and the wide leg. Those two don't go together. A leather pant that isn't tight is weird. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I need to pull up an image of this. I don't know if you'll be able to find it that easily. I have faith in myself. You know this is the microphone, right? So if I you're going to talk, you should in talk into myself. it. I have faith it is. And she and here's the other thing while you're looking that up. Um, Farron, because she doesn't know you could turn your sound off. Uh, she doesn't Farron doesn't know she's going to a concert. And so she's waiting in the lobby. And when she gets invited to the concert, she says, uh, all right, just give me a sec. Let me go change into my concert clothes. Which are either of you listening or are you both trying oh, to look I'm it listening. up? I'm listening. That establishes that in this film, in this universe that this film takes place. Concert clothes are a thing. Yeah. Like you just walk around with like, I packed my bag. What did you bring? Well, I brought gym clothes. I brought a outfit for racing day and I brought my concert clothes just in (laughs) case somebody gives me a ticket to something. She goes to change out of jeans and a button down shirt that I have my own issues with into her concert clothes. We never see them because, of course, they couldn't get in sync for this film. So we don't see them go to the the concert. But that means ipso facto, if A, then B. Um if she has concert clothes, that means those are Dean's concert clothes. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a lot of shots where you don't see the bottom part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first shot when they're coming out of the elevator, yeah, then you see those leather the pants. One. That's the one that'll do it for you. Who's wearing a turtleneck to an NSYNC concert? He looks like he's... Everyone in NSYNC. He looks like... <laughs> That's true. That is true. He's dressed like he wants... People in the audience at the concert to maybe think he was one of the guys in the last round considered for O Town. <laughs> he wants a girl at the venue to be like, "Is that not Ashley Parker Angel, but the guy who didn't make it to the to the final round?" Hold, I can't. Sorry, I know you're talking. I can't stop watching this. Well, you've got to speak. It's an audio yeah, medium. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, wow. Okay. What That's... do you wear to a concert? 
uh, a ribbed turtleneck and jeans like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Just the tight leather pants with yeah. the ribbed turtleneck. With yeah. the mock. What's it, What's that dumb? Oh, a mock turtleneck. On. The thing Jay wears no, all the time. No, he wears yeah, the roll neck. Turtleneck. from saying dumb. Right? Oh, it's a roll neck. Uh, yeah, a roll neck <laughs> is, <laughs> is a I mock tried. turtleneck that has no hem on the mock, and so it rolls. That's all that is. Yeah. That's what I wear. There's also a, like the I don't wear it all the time. That's an occasional sweater. It makes its way into the rotation. On concert nights. So what are your concert? Whenever I have to go see NSYNC. What are, if we're going to criticize these concert clothes, which we are, what are good concert? What do you wear to a concert? Jeans. Don't wear the t-shirt of the band you're going to see. Don't be that guy. No. But jeans and a t-shirt. For a girl, a nice crossbody bag or maybe a fanny pack. If you can pull one of those off, congrats to you. I can't. Crossbody bag seems nice. People have been starting to wear, have you seen the kids wearing fanny packs as crossbody bags? That's just a level of flex I don't have. Whoa. Yeah. Where do you see those kids? Just like out? Um, yep. <laughs> on TikTok! You see them on TikTok! On, out. I see them out. I see them, you know. At the club. At, at the places that teens uh, and I both go. Yeah, at the shared the spaces star. I have uh, with teens. Like you know Eric Von Detten Appreciation <laughs> Night. You know how in Stardew Valley, when you load your game, it tells you how many hours you've been playing that yeah. game? If that happened on TikTok, how many hours a week do you spend uh, on TikTok? You know how when Stardew Valley does that, you push the button quickly so you don't have to see it? Uh, that's what I would do because I have that same feeling. It would be hours and hours. There have been nights where I've been like, whoa, it's been three hours. I think the good thing about that, though, when I try to give myself silver linings on things as I'm trying to be more positive in my life is that uh, I don't get bored. Yeah, and as um, as uh, Harvey Danger once said, yep. if you're bored, then you're boring. Mm. Mm-hmm. In there in flagpole sitter. Mm. Remember that song? Yeah. But if you're yeah. bored, then you're bored. Nobody on TikTok remembers that, just for the record. Irony, they me. Wow! Ooh. Yeah. Hold on, oh, let me put grab on my your cup. cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flag. Anywho, uh, so yeah, I spend a lot of time on TikTok. What of it? So back to what we're talking about here. His outfit. His outfit, not good. And then her wanting to change from a perfectly good concert outfit into quote unquote a concert outfit. Yeah. I was just very confused about concert clothes. Maybe she was just trying to look a little bit sexier because when you go to the concert, you're like, maybe I'll run into NSYNC in the tunnel or she something. She had a deep plum lip for the entire movie. I don't think she could have looked sexier. Every maybe shirt. Like leather jacket. She also had a Disney Channel approach appropriate crop top on in every scene and that's really hard to do because yeah, a Disney true. Channel appropriate crop top is about one inch of skin between the top of your jean and right. the bottom of your shirt yeah. and that must have like the scene, shout out to the whoever did costuming on this movie because that seamstress must have been working overtime to make sure things perfectly <laughs> fell in a way that they were like alluding to the fact this person was sexy mm-hmm. without being sexy because it's a Disney Channel right. I also think she had one of those headbands that had the combiness in it yes like, I forgot her hair about those yeah. I yeah. want those to come back in style. I don't. It'd be helpful for me. Mm-mm. I uh, here's the thing. I tend to like movies that have a little romance. <laughs> okay. And tell me more. I was kind of hoping Brink would make it through because no, we said we're not going <laughs> to talk about that because there's no romantic plot, and so I'm not like it wouldn't have been like having. I don't know. Don't you feel like he ends up with what's her name, Gabriella? Yeah. No. Oh, I don't think so. I feel like he does. I'm saying he doesn't, but I think I'm, that if there were a Brink too, if there were a Brink he, Brinkerton, doesn't he end up with a famous junior Olympic dancer? No, she oh. was a rhythmic gymnast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it took me. Is that what you were doing? Way oh, you were doing long. a me reference? Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't know. I because uh, dancer is just insulting. Um, <laughs> I don't think gymnast is what but I obviously meant. The, of course, the they don't the have romantic, dance in the junior Olympics. Let's focus on what's important <laughs> sorry, here: sorry. the romance and the D, the rom decoms, de rom coms. 
the Johnny <laughs> Tsunami romance is not great. What do you mean? Uh, Emily, He's going to end up with Xenon. Emily does not bring a lot to the table. Wow. I she brings in those decom it. checks. She just comes yeah, she for, she's money. just here for the winner, and I'm, I'm not there for that. She's not here for the winner. She absolutely She does kind of get handed over like a prize. Yeah. She's, she's not like, a prize to be won. She gets scolded by... I agree with you, but I don't think she does. I no. think she sees herself as a prize. Yeah. She's a 13-year-old that doesn't know what she wants. And the only way he got her to try snowboarding was by negging her. Yeah. It's just like, you can't that. handle it. And she was like, yeah, I can. Like, she wasn't doing it because she wanted to be around Johnny. She just wanted to prove that she could do it. Right. And then what did she end up doing? Hanging off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hanging off a cliff, Brink. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like the. Uh, we've said this before. The girl has to dress up as a guy to prove that she's just as good as everybody else. Right. But she. Falls for somebody while she's pretending to be a boy. What do I do? There's a lot of sexual tension well, here that I'm that here for. Weird dude that I don't know who it was. Maybe they establish it. I wasn't paying full attention. That weird guy they always cut to who says like something weird about that new kid, and they always go to him. And then when it's revealed that it's a girl, he's like, "I told you there was something weird about that new kid." And it's like, "Oh, we've got." He's just like a generic bigot. Of like even when he doesn't that was know, his name in the title, he, yeah, yeah. Even when he doesn't know that it's a girl dressing up as a boy, he's like, "I don't think I like this one very much." And then when it's confirmed, he's like, "That's what I thought." Like, all right. Uh, tell me about motocross. The scene where the they're they're buying the she's gonna maybe buy the boots or she's trying to buy the boots, but her brother and her mom and her little brother are there. And the the cashier who ke- like can't tell the difference between them, even though he's wearing the thickest glasses that was known to so man. So strange, yeah. But him it's being blind, so at bad. Least, it's but so at cringy. Least they established this plot that he's blind because, like, later when uh, Andy is trying to sneak out to get to the race without telling her family, that kid comes and picks her up, and she's like, "Do you have your driving glasses?" Yeah. And then later the mom's like, "You were gonna get in the car with him," and she's like, "Yeah, his driving glasses." Like him being blind makes sense. What doesn't make sense, well, I guess. They kind of cover it because they're twins, but no, they don't look that much alike. And so when she puts on a tiny bit of makeup and runs into Dean at a race and her brother has the helmet on, so he has to pretend that he's her pretending to be him. I know that's confusing, but it was factually accurate. Uh, (laughs) And then the girl comes. He's like, oh, by the way, this is my sister. It's like, yeah, clearly that's the person you've been talking to. Right. Clearly. That's very frustrating. And that's the moment when Dean, for the first time, is like, oh, maybe I have the hots for her, too. Which is, we okay, so let's talk about that. If there was a, if you had like a best girlfriend, assuming you're heterosexual and you have a best girlfriend, I'm just trying to think in my head, if I met a guy that looked just like you, Ashley, would I be like, huh? Wouldn't mind sleeping with him. It's like you don't know if they have the same personality. (laughs) That would have to mean, and I love and support this, that Dean was sexually attracted to the way Andy, who he thought was a guy, looked. That's what I was going to say. Because you haven't heard her talk yet. Well, I guess he also, once she like talks to him about bikes, he's like, oh, like that's when he really acts on the crush. But when he at first tilts his head in that little bit of like, oh, I'm interested way, it's like. I kind of love that. I think that, I don't know if Disney realized it was doing this, but that's like, uh, that's like, oh, he maybe felt a spark before. That's right. It's a spectrum. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I'm saying I don't think Disney knows if it's a spectrum or not. not. But if it is, they would have Hillary Duff painted on the screen and say like, now, <laughs> right after this. <laughs> also remember when Snapchat was doing that thing where it turned you into a boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was hot. I was, I mean, I was not. I was hot. (laughs) Not me at all. I was super attractive. I looked, um, 
I just looked. I had a very nice jawline. All that did was make your jawline square. Mm, yeah. Did you do the girl filter on yourself? Because I did. And yeah. I was like, oh. It okay. didn't work. It's not what I look like. I know. I sent. I, I did one and I looked just like my brother. I oh, sent it to creepy. Him. It was very weird. Creepy. Yeah. Super weird. But like funny. That. Yeah. It's still creepy. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in motocross. Oh, it is kind of funny because we're comparing these movies in this bracket that the boots from the from the stores uh, mix up scene you were just talking about, Jay, where mm-hmm. like they go in and they're just trying to pick up the parts and then Andy goes in and wants the boots and then the family's like, we don't want those boots. We find out the boots cost 300 bucks. Yeah. And then it, and then she has them. And in Brink, that would have been like... That's a week of pay. That's a week plus. Yeah. So it's like Brink was all about he couldn't even afford... He, like he needed... $200 meant that much to his family. And in motocross, they don't even address it. They mention how much the boots are. The mom's like, I don't need those. I'm not spending that much. But then the girl somehow gets them. And I'm like, where'd that money come from? Well, was it like when the mom decided she was going to help, she bought the boots? No, because this was before the mom decided she was going to help. This was she, she got the boots as she was getting in the car with Blind Dude. Oh, you're right. And I was just like, who got her the boots? Maybe his dad is there all the time and they have like a store credit. We didn't talk enough about how much that dad sucks. That dad sucks. That dad sucks. So much. That dad really sucks. Shocking. Why is Dawson's mom with that dad? All right, hold on. While we're doing motocross versus tsunami, which dad is worse? God, they're both terrible. It's more like a sexist versus just... An assimilator. It's a sexist versus an assimilator. I think we're, the, the problem with comparing them is that we have to decide which one of those two things is worse, and they're both very bad. Well, I think I think motocross dad's worse. Ooh, tell me more. Um, and that's not – I haven't examined the uh, sexist versus assimilator. I'm not saying one's worse than the other. I'm saying uh, I think that uh, Johnny Tsunami's dad – probably has an origin story we don't understand kind of like what we were talking about before if like being he's reacting to his relationship with his father and seeing his father's as i'm saying it i'm like i don't even really agree with that i think that his dad just wants the best for johnny but is confused about what the best for johnny is i don't think motocross dad wants the best for andy I think he wants Andy to fill a role that is not made for her, mm. that he has no evidence serves her best. And he just ultimately... knows it's what other people do. And I think more importantly, he believes a complete outsider, not just from the fact that he's French, but like an outsider to the family over his daughter multiple times. And it takes his family being like... Who's always honest with you? Who's never lied to you? Who's never whatever? Your daughter? Then maybe if you're not going to listen to her, then at least listen to us. Like this guy's a bad guy. We don't trust him. And then he finally has to like see Renee push his daughter before he finally stands up for her and the family. I also think he forces her to apologize to the guy. Yeah, he's trash. He sucks. I also don't think even after she wins that he's like. He hasn't had a realization moment. Yeah, he's like, "You're that's so cute." Yeah, okay, cool. You did you it. Saved it. Great. Now back to cheerleading practice. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas, which let's Johnny be honest, Tsunami's dad, I feel like, kind of realized the error of his ways and threw a really nice Hawaiian themed party. And I'll be clear on it: I don't think I get how he realized the error of his ways, but it, we got to accept the movie at face value. And in it, he did realize the error of his ways. And, and maybe even he did before that because he had all those supplies ready to go. 
He was like, we have a big party. Yeah, you can't in just three have hours. a party on the on you the spot. You got to prep that. You can't a be bit. Johnny Tsunami on the spot. You know? Right. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta. Also, what was his dad's name? We probably knew at some point. Uh, Peter. No. No. I, th- um, I think you're right, Jay. We'll give it uh, a Peter. Let's. I can um, look it up. One of the racers in motocross that teases her when she races the first time as a girl looks like Jay Cutler. I just want to make sure we didn't gloss over that. <laughs> I was like, Jay Cutler. Pete. It is oh, Pete. Good, good job. job. Good job, Jay. Uh, the the thing I liked about motocross is that we have, obviously, like you were saying, Ashley, you like any story that's about like a, the girl dresses up as the guy and has to prove herself in a male sport. But we also get the sub story of her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of moves the plot forward about how she, I think it was singing. She had like a thing she really loved to do. And when her grandmother found out, she like, she said she had a heart attack and told me that she would never, if I stopped right away, she'd never tell my grandfather. And the girl and her mom is like, her daughter, Andy says, what did you do? And she's like, I stopped right away. She's like, but there isn't a single day where I don't think, what if I hadn't given up on my dream? And I always swore I would not make my kids give up on their dream. And I'm like, where was this mom an hour ago at the beginning of the movie <laughs> when Andy said her dream was to play? I mean, to ride. Well, I think the mom at one point says, like, do you want to do this because you want to do it or because, like, you feel bad that he got right, hurt? Because right. it's an important distinction. Right. She's like, I'll support you if it's what you want. Not if you feel like you have to to like make Which, your dad happy. If this had been Brink, we were competing it with. You would say that that was like a: Are you doing this for the family? Or are you doing this because you love it? Right, is exactly. kind of what they were doing. Um, also, at in motocross, you also get the subplot at the end. I loved this. One of my, I think the, my, I'm confident in saying I think my favorite moment of the movie is when she wins, and then Renee comes out and says, "Oh, so sorry, spoiler alert." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Renee comes out and says, like, you should ask Andy, what's the last name? Carson? And ask Andy Carson. And they're like, okay. And they go over to the girl and he's like, no, the real Andy Carson. And they show that, like, the brother's right there and it gets revealed and the whole world knows. And Dean looks like, oh boy, I got to examine some things. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, he's like, I'm going to have to unpack this later. I got to yeah. go home. Yeah. And then uh, the, the daughter, they're, it gets revealed and people try to say that she can't qualify anymore because unnamed bigot is like, oh, that makes you disqualified. And then her mom's like, no, I read the rules, blah, 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 blah. Are we still going to get the sponsorship? And Mr. Cooper, who's in charge of the sponsorship, comes out and is like, well, and he's flipping through his papers. And then uh, a woman pushes him aside and steps forward in front of him. And she's like, I'm the VP of this company. And. I would say after everything she's done, to pretend masquerading as a woman and to to rise to the top of a man's sport, blah 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 blah. Of course she's getting the sponsorship. We're going to give the whole team the sponsorship, and it was just like you could tell that that woman. It spoke to her that she probably had to rise to the top of a male-dominated industry, mm-hmm. and so she was just like Mr. Cooper, who this whole time you thought was the one who holds the power. She's like, excuse me, you're just the guy who holds my clipboard. I'm the one in charge, and I'm going to say yes to her. It was like a nice it, – it it could easily have devolved into corny, and it weirdly didn't. It was actually a nice surprise moment um, that I enjoyed quite a bit. I will say watching as a woman, Oh, there were a lot – like a lot of these films had like a token lady, girl yeah. – yeah, and it was like, you know, Brink had Gabriella, Alley Cat Strike had two, um, Johnny Tsunami had Emily, 
Luck of the Irish had the really cool friend. Like, Jump In was the exception, but like... That's because it was later. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ready to Run started Girl and Sinbad. That's that was the one that I, I missed that one. Yeah, but it was like this he had didn't. this had obviously it didn't really star in the thirteenth year. <laughs> the thirteenth year had the mermaid had the mermaid the mer woman. Thirteenth <laughs> year the mermaid. It was like this this Token woman's mermaid. a star. They've <laughs> got a female lead. Yeah, and we've got the mom who is a great character. Yeah, and you have this surprise woman at the end who is a very short cameo, but it's kind of like powerful. You nice. even meet a girl named Angela by name. Uh, and she isn't relevant at all. She just sits down and gets a yeah. manicure from from the mom. I didn't love the manicure scene. Yeah, that was confusing. Was, why was the mom painting her nails at the... I think there's a lot of downtime. There was a lot of nail paint scene, like uh, narrative in this movie. Yeah. About like her nails being green and people noticing her nails and her saying that it was for this other thing and then the mom painting her nails. It's like I think that whoever wrote the movie thinks that women either break gender stereotypes by rising to the top of a male-dominated sport or paint their nails. <laughs> Those are the t-shirts. <laughs> or cheerlead. Or go to the mall. Like, Farron was a little bit one-dimensional for me as a character. Mm. I feel like she represented a thing that the movie was trying to dif- disprove, but in in including her, proved exit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was weird to be like, women can do it all. And then it was like, Except or sometimes they suck, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is fair. It's real. Sometimes they do. Um, but it just felt like they could have made that. If it weren't a decom, if it were an actual movie, I think they could have made that character like a complex character that just didn't work out with this guy. Right. Um, also, just she was the daughter of somebody important and it didn't feel relevant to me. Why did she have to be the daughter of somebody? Because why else would she be there? I That's guess. why she was around. I guess. Well, there were all those other girls were trophy girls. I'm like, oh, what is yeah, this? Yeah, I'm glad we don't. They also get had into that, that exact same amount of um, re- like allowed midriff, regulated yep. midriff. Yep. So again, shout out to the costume person on motocross. <laughs> Difficult job, just running out there with a ruler. Like we're good. <laughs> Mickey's on the phone. He said, "Move it down." <laughs> Move it down. I know we already talked about the sexuality spectrum in this film. <laughs> But oh the boy. other thing I'd like to just quickly Your harken back to in motocross is the uh-huh. for for uh-huh. me uh-huh. one of my one uh-huh. of the scenes Sorry. I remember the Go most, ahead. which is oh boy. Uh, the oh boy. come on, take your shirt off, don't be a girl Sorry, Carson scene. Oh yeah. When they're at the lake and then oh, yeah. she knock jumps off Devin in Sawa takes clothes? his Makes shirt no off sense. and it's like Those a boots magical... are three hundred dollars. Yeah, three hundred dollars oh, in yeah. her three hundred dollar boots and he's like, Come on, don't be a, such a girl, Carson, take your shirt off. And he's like bathing in the water, and then she just jumps <laughs> he is in. developed. Now that, I, I, I don't yeah. She talk. jumps in like fully clothed, and then they have like a really romantic fight yeah. in the water. Yeah, I will say the actor who plays the non Devin Sawa, the knockoff Devin Sawa, mm-hmm. the guy who plays Dean, does not do a good job of acting as though it's not a girl he's sharing a scene with. Because there's a lot of times where, like, he looks her up and down the way he probably does in his other roles in, like, Lifetime movies where he's like, oh, I'm going to assume the girl. I got to woo her. And it's like, well, you're supposed to soft play it for this film because <laughs> you're not supposed to know. Like, when he pushes her under the water, I'm like, I don't think that would have happened. But still, mm. I kind of like it. Again, if it were an accident, fine. I like it. <laughs> there's one small note that we haven't discussed. Oh, boy. Um, Pretty irrelevant to everything, but I just need to get it off my chest. As a former homeowner, they reference the homeowners association, and I'm like, "What homeowners association would let you have a full fledged dirt track? No one in your front yard. Not a one of them. Zero, zero. Also, what's a homeowners association? It's like if you have a bunch of 
homes in a certain area, they'll pay for like your like trash and your. I got it. That makes sense. So I was gonna say for me, I live in a condo and we have an association where it's like everyone who lives in the building comes together. And but I'm like, what's the point of having one for a home? They do like the streets, and sometimes they'll do like yeah. They're not letting you have a dirt track. Yeah, not a chance. Especially not one. We don't even address the fact yet that um the the accident that causes all this, Andrew's accident at the beginning, Mm -hmm. it's entirely his fault. Oh, yeah. yeah. They just blame Andy because she was racing against him. Yeah, but here's what doesn't make any sense, and it's part of why the dad sucks. He says the day before at dinner to establish plot, because it's a Disney movie, so it happens very flimsily, says, like, you got to be practicing every single day. And then the next day is like, hey, just so you know, we're going to the city for an entire day. Keep yourselves busy. It's like, well, there goes that. You said I had to practice every day. Right. I think Andrew says that. I he think does. He's like, I was out there practicing. But it's, but it's like, not against Andy. Yeah, when the dad's like, yeah, yeah but I want you practicing every day. Men. But when I'm, when I'm, uh, oh, supervising them. Yeah, you're and right. it's like, but why'd you go to the city for the whole day then? Dad didn't even say what it was. And the mom did it in such a way that families don't do. She just yeah. came to the room and was like, hey, just so you guys know, as she was saying goodnight. Hey, just so you know, we're going to the city for the day. So keep yourselves busy. Like, okay, mom, goodnight. I don't never leave <laughs> your children just... alone for an entire no. day. Especially not when you have a dirt motocross track <laughs> in your house. <laughs> Another flimsy plot, if since we're pointing them out, uh, is when fake Devin Sawa walks up to Andy Carson for the first, t- very first time, and is like, "Hey, by the way, I have a huge crush on this girl. Do you think you can help me out?" Like, I don't literally think it's the very just- first time. I think no. First, she goes into their into their trailer, and he like shows her all the stuff that they have in the trailer, but and then he's the, like, "If you want to," immediately following. Yeah, he's like, "If you want to be good." Yeah, train I can train you, but you need to showing give me you this. His training is also just we're going to ride off bikes. Road. Yeah, we're going to yeah. ride our bikes so somewhere that isn't the track. Textures. Yeah, right. What? I don't know. Really I've never met someone and been like, "Hey, by the way." Yeah, well, I have think you're right. Farron? It is early in their relationship. I also <laughs> think I wrote this down that uh, love happens very quickly in this film. Oh, he yeah. has never spoken to Farron once. Yeah, he just likes her from afar. Mm. They have not interacted. And there's a point where she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, I can't get her, get her out of my head, dude. After Andy is like, yeah, she goes up to her and is like, how do you feel about him? And she's like, I don't like guys who motocross. I want a guy that like focuses on me. She goes up to Andy, goes up to him and breaks that news to him. And then like two scenes later, he's sad. And she's like, what's wrong? He's like, I can't get her out of my head. It's like, but she was never you never spoke to her. You're in love with her now. And the same thing with, like, Andy and him. I think she, like, when her mom is like, are you really going to set him up with Farron? You really want him to be happily ever after with her? Don't you like him? And it's like, well, who said happily ever after? These she kids might not, like two weeks. These kids might not, not even be of age, as we found out famously with mm-hmm. Brink. Like, who's to say? I don't know. I feel like maybe in middle school, that's how it went. I don't remember because it was, like, you know, 20 years ago for me. Well, as a girl who did look like a boy in middle school and was often confused for one uh it, that is how it went yeah you just kind of fell in love from afar mm. and set them up with your friends i went to an all-girls school so it was, mm. i wish i wish i did me. i very much wish i did <laughs> so there's no confusion there wouldn't have been any question like, i am a girl here's a thing that throws a wrench in something that i know is going to bother you oh no so uh, you mentioned this last podcast that the there's a scene where they need to get a hold of the father. Oh, the but telegram. They, they call the hotel he has left, and so the the mom is like, I don't even know where to find him, so we're just going to have to hope he calls. First of all, I would hope that when he got to where he was going on his European trip, he would call and check in with his family. But there's a period of like three days where he conveniently for the plot, but weirdly, doesn't call. You know what he's doing. Why is no one worried this man has passed? 
Okay. This isn't the thing it. I'm going to bring up. There's oh. still another thing. But my, I just really was like, wow, no one... They're just really focused on the plot being that, like, if he calls, we have to tell him that the race got postponed. Mm. But he hasn't called. But no one's like, kind of weird your father hasn't called in three <laughs> days. I hope he's okay. I think it's because deep down they don't think they don't want him to be okay. I think they think if he were to die, it actually makes their life a lot easier. Now, they can't say that out loud. They're a nice American suburban family. Mm. On but Disney I th- Channel. think they were kind of rooting for his death. That's interesting. Now, the part that throws a wrench in your plan. In your, in your plot thing you brought up, because you were like, oh my God, there was no cell phones. Yeah. Mr. Cooper has Had a cell, cell phone. phone. Ooh. Oh, sh- He's Ooh, on a flip God. phone the whole time. Ooh, that's a good point. But not, there was a state, a if point If your when... family has enough money to throw around at $300 boots on a whim without even making mm. it a plot device in a Disney Channel original movie, when we've famously seen that money, like $300 for equipment, can be a plot device and will be, mm. if that's nothing to you, you could have a cell phone. It's a good point. If dropping but, everything oh, and going over to Europe to try to find a racer is just something you can hold do. Hold on. Hold on. I'm holding. International service doesn't really work for cell phones back then. Okay. So maybe they did but have when she, one. But she says, like, we're going to the mall. Let's go quickly. I want to make sure I'm home if your father calls. Oh, she could still, have a cell phone. But still, uh, yeah, but inter- that's an international. You'd have to call herself. I think that's, they, I think that's, it. that's doable. Yeah. Seeing that's, Mr. Cooper have a cell phone made me go, huh. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe it's a wor- work cell phone. It's absolutely a work phone cell phone. And, and they only had them for um, businesses at the time. Mm. So it's, yeah. Uh, I should have mentioned this before, but if I were still making the case that the motocross dad is worse than Johnny Tsunami dad, um, when he gets mad at her for racing, when he comes home and surprises them at the track, and they're like, oh, no, we're dead, and he's yelling at her, he says... Um, I will be the laughing stock of the entire racing community. It's all about it's him. It's about him. Always. It isn't about anything other than how it looks for him that yeah. his, what, daughter wins the race, that his daughter is an accomplished uh, motocross racer. No, he's um, embarrassed because she's a girl. By the way, uh, the movie starts with her cheerleading, and uh, she's trash at it. So I do think she should stick with the <laughs> She's very, very, very bad at cheerleading. And weirdly, all the moms are gathered in the wings, and that really bothered me because why? They should be Mm. in the audience. Mm. And also, she comes home and says that she won out of 500 schools. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You're, you're, you guys. 500 is a lot of schools. I know. Also, just occurred to me, but the dad is kind of knockoff Stellan Sorry, it's 100 schools. It's 100 schools. Okay. Phew. I know. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. The dad is kind of knockoff Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan? Yeah. The, is that the Alexander's father, dad? The father of Alexander. He's in, I mean, a million things, but. Name I think he looks like um, the guy in, uh, it, he looks like an, an American version of the guy in Sex and the City, the Russian that she d- dates that gets her, that she, in the, is that the movie? No, it's in know. the show. I think it's the last season of the show. The ballerina. Yeah, I know who you mean. I don't know his name. Me neither. Barishnikov. He's the the guy who's the who's Robin Williams's like counterpart in Goodwill Hunting. The 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 other professor. Oh yeah yeah yep. Yeah, that's Stellan Skarsgård. Okay. Dylan or Stellan? Stellan. Stellan. Yeah, he's from Sweden. Well, I figured. <laughs> or Norway, Skarsgård. Um, shout out to Tommy Girl Perfume. Oh my god! Mentioned in motocross, and what a weird we interaction! Yep. Savage that, Garden. Yeah, that's not that is not a thing that would happen in uh, real life and win a girl over. 
you know, so When she's like, is that Tommy girl? And she's like, what? She's like, the perfume. She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my sister wears it, but smells better on you. Yikes. It smells the same. It smells exact. Well, That's- actually, it's not true. Really? It interacts with your pheromones? Yeah. Yeah. So the way you said that sentence means you knew that already. But when you put, uh, if you put perfume on you and then you leave it for a while and I put it on me, it's going to smell like two different perfumes. Huh. So I finding your scent is so important. This podcast is brought to you by findyourscent.com. No, I have no idea, but there are websites that'll help you do that. How does the website help you find your scent? Uh, the same way they help you find a suit or a toothbrush. Go to getqu.com. <laughs> Obviously, don't go to shakeshack.com. No, uh, don't. So which movie? Uh, brought you more joy when you were watching it. I'm going to give it to, I think Motocross is my winner. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, and I don't know what this means, but I'm going to say it anyway. It felt the most like a movie. Like watching it, um, I was like, this feels like a film more than like a, than I'm like made for TV, like show kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It felt like a movie. Uh, again, I don't know what that means, but I liked it. And, um, I think it, it, what year did it come out? 2000 and Johnny Tsunami I was, can hear Jay typing I know uh, Motocross came out in 2001 2001 and Johnny Tsunami was uh, I think it was 99 but one sec 99 yeah I think that um, Motocross for me gets a lot of credit for uh, tackling a subject that could have been full of landmines and and actually navigating them pretty well I mean, it does, like we said, it does, it has the uh, stereotypical Farron female character. There's a part where um, Dean tells Andy, thinking it's a guy, uh, that he can't cry or or else people will make fun of him. But other than though, like they're, they really could have leaned in too hard to a girl being a boy and like they could have messed this up mm-hmm. in 2001 and they it holds up pretty well, an, an alarming amount of holding up. I feel like she genuinely cut her hair for that role. Yeah, I think she absolutely she did. did. It's yeah. not a wig. It, she looked so good. Yeah. And that for that reason you, alone. You just had like a very, very like deep and real. You're like, I think that haircut like, was real. That haircut was I'm in so on that. sweet. No, she actually looked really cool with that haircut. It's, it actually lost points for me for the movie because I was like, I, I'm upset because I had that haircut and it didn't look cute on me at all. But I do like in the scenes where she was a girl with that haircut, they would like curl the bangs a little. <laughs> like, no, go back to how it was. I liked it. Uh, I really do. Now that I've seen it, feel even more strongly that motocross today could be made into like a really cool uh, LGBTQ movie. Like it could really have storylines that I, I, you could tell me right now that they made a sequel and it was like all the girls ended up with the girls and the guys ended up with the guys. And like that makes actual perfect sense the way they handled it. And I love that. That's awesome. I'm trying to, again, think of a clever You're just name. picturing it. Oh, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> not... You should avoid it. Uh, Jay, do you feel st- strongly one way or the other? Um, he does. I think my first inkling would have been to give it to Johnny Tsunami. Um, but I do think that your point that... Yeah, but per- ignore my point. Pretend I haven't made it yet. Uh, That's hard. I want you to make. Uh, <laughs> you do it all the time. I never uh, ignore you. Ignore. Uh, pr- just pr- just make the case for Johnny Tsunami. Okay, so for me personally, Johnny Tsunami is a film that teaches. It also teaches you about like how to be an outsider um, in in a new place, and that I think is a really important lesson for this target market that these decoms are appealing to to learn at this age. Mm. 
um, which I think when we're evaluating decoms, of course we're evaluating them now as our present day selves, but also like thinking about the children. Uh, should and, always think about the children. And Who when will? they're watching these for the first time, like Johnny Tsunami teaches you, like you're going to a new place. Here's how you make friends. And it's okay if you don't fit in. And that message, um, for me, like totally feels like it applies to me. And now maybe that is because I am not a woman. So I what? cannot speak to like, Hey, you're a woman who wants to succeed in a man's game. And I obviously like super supportive of that. But, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> clearly. Famously. Uh, famously. Super supportive of that. Uh, but that, oh it just, it doesn't hit, uh, uh, it doesn't hit home as hard for me personally. Now, uh, would I wear a chunky turtleneck and yes. wide yes, leather would. pants to a concert? I don't know. I guess it would depend on the think, concert. Yes, you would famously. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have. <laughs> I would cast Jay as Renee in this film. <laughs> oh, I definitely oh would have been a better oh Renee Cartier. The other thing about Renee Cartier, I mean, do we feel like he maybe inspired uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's yes. character in yep. Ricky Bobby? Yes. And yes, because that that's a really important thing to think about because that character, Jean Girard, was that his name? Uh, Something like that. He is hilarious, unlike Rene Cartier. So which means more to you? The inspiration for... I think we're getting too deep with it. I think we're trying to make our... Or we're all making these points that are unnecessary. My which points movie were not do, deep. Let's just make regular <laughs> points. Which movie is the better movie? I still think it's motocross. Well, the good news is it's your podcast. Yeah, I think... Well, yeah, I'm not saying I want to be... I, I want to have a good discussion on the podcast mm. for the listener. It's really... The winner gets nothing here. I don't care about it being the one I pick or the one Jay picks. Well, the last thing I want to say is that in Johnny... Like, I was thinking also about the... <laughs> oh, boy. I don't like this Mickey Mouse bit. <laughs> what, uh, what bit? Who? Who? I liked last week's bit way better. Uh, Sorry, guys. What bit? So. Oh, that was Princess Peach. Uh, oh, boy. The race scenes at the end. I think it's important to compare those two. Mm. Like, if you, if you look. Like, if you, not the setups, because we looked at why they get set up. But if you look at. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. If you look at. The final race in Johnny Tsunami versus the final race in Motocross. Mm-hmm. The final race in Johnny Tsunami is more fun to watch. Well, the races in Motocross all kind of blur together. They all kind of look like the yeah, because it's hard to make Motocross look that much more exciting. Wow! Because it's not because Shots it's fire. No, I'm sure in person it's like super exciting to watch. <laughs> <laughs> snowboarding just looks cooler because you're coming down a mountain. Motocross, you're going around a circuit, so it's just less like visually yeah, that's a interesting. Bias. I'm sorry to the. Sports listeners who like motocross better than snowboarding. No, I will say the montages in motocross were all the same. Yeah, I skipped through most of them. That's why I was trying to move on from this topic because I really can't offer anything. I didn't watch any of the racing. It was like, okay, you're going around in a circle and you're you're in the air now and now you're back on the dirt in the circle. Right. I think Johnny Tsunami has a problematic message in that surfing and snowboarding, not that similar. Well, that's the point. Yeah, I know. I guess he kind of does take a while to get good or better at it, but like he gets pretty good at it pretty quick, and they're not that. I I was going to say that I liked watching Andy the girl struggle at the beginning. Yeah, they do. Most movies, like a Disney Channel original movie, is not going to spend that much time showing her lose. Right. And then, like when she came in seventh, that was a big deal. And then you know she had to go off road to learn how to come in first. I guess, but like, yeah, it was cool to to see that. Because you kind of think like, oh, she's going to come in and surprise everybody with how good she is. And like the first time even in practice, she goes and like tears up her arm. And I like that uh, they picked a sport that you 
that this makes sense for. Because I, I think sometimes people get feminism confused and they think that, like, women are just like men. It's like, no, 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 that's not the argument. Uh, it's like about social oh. and, and, and uh, political equality, but not – it's not saying our bodies are the same. Right. Like, whenever I hear people be like, oh, it's true feminism. Let the WNBA players play in the NBA. It's like, no, that's – you guys can get a lot bigger and stronger than we can. That's mm-hmm. just how, like, genetically our bodies are made. So uh, uh, I like that they picked a sport that's like – you yeah. know, it's not about your body isn't the instrument. You're using a, a bike. I don't yeah. know. It's kind of a weird point, but it's a one no, I made. I think that makes and sense. like you said before, famously, my podcast. So. Your podcast. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pick motocross, I think, which you know what? Had you told me this at the beginning of this thing, I never would have said that. I would have thought I was going to pick Brink or Luck of the Irish or Johnny Tsunami. But I think maybe Honestly, I said this at the beginning. I don't know if I said it on pod or not. The order in which you watched these really made a difference. Mm. And I, it might be because I watched motocross last. It might be because once I watched 13th year, anything I watched after that <laughs> looked like a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> but, uh, I, I liked motocross a lot. Like I wouldn't, um, there was less to make fun of in it. And you know oh, me. That's a good point. I make fun of everything. There was less like, oh my God, seriously moments. There weren't a lot of those. That's a really good point. It was kind of just like, I think that's what I meant when I said it feels like a movie. That might have been it. Like it felt like somebody wrote this and it wasn't uh, just like, I don't know, say this line. Like, it felt like a movie. <laughs> All right, dad man. Yeah. Sorry, that was from Brink. <laughs> so many times in Johnny Tsunami, he just said "brah" at the end of everything. It's all good, bro. All Mahalo, bro. brah. It's all good. Hey, Sam. No, no. no, no. Mahalo. Yeah, that's I hate it. Oh, oh, yeah, there was no kiss it. at the end of Motocross. Did that leave you disappointed? Well, there wasn't really a kiss in well, any of these except to jump in really briefly. Isn't a freeze frame a kiss? Isn't a freeze frame <laughs> the, the Disney Channel original movie version of a kiss? Wait, does motocross end on a... Oh, yeah, it does. ends on a nice big freeze right when they're in a jump. 12 laps. They're on a big jump. Yeah, and it ends with, like, the guy comes and apologizes because he realizes the error of his ways. He joins her team. It's a happy ending. Her dad, we, I guess, assume isn't a dick anymore, although no, who's to say? Crazy. He's probably in Europe, like, not calling them back. Yeah. I don't know. I liked Motocross and not for any of the woke reasons. I said I just liked it. I thought it was a good movie. But shout out to all the DCOMs. They were yes. all good. Lots of good films. Can lots we, of bad can films. Can we do an official announcement? Because I've yes. had a Go ahead. waiting Go for ahead. It. And the winner of the sports DCOM movie bracket is Johnny Suna. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't play with my emotions. Oh boy. Now. I just like Omaha right at the end. <laughs> Motocross. Um... Is there anything we want to pour? Do we want to pour some out for some of the the guys who we passed on? I feel like we should pour out. I feel like there was a lot of stuff that didn't get said, believe it or not. Um, I'm just going to look through some of my notes. Uh, and Ash, you can do the same. And if you've got a thing you wrote down that you... Let's just all look through the notes we wrote. We'll go movie by movie. We'll start at Alley Cat Strike just because that's oh, the one I opened first. And we'll just... If there's anything that didn't get said, you can just read it. Walking down the street with your arms around each other is really hard. Sports is the focus of this movie, not the backdrop, and I like that. These kids are 50 years old and in high school. <laughs> Alex's mom's only line is, I love ya, Alex. I love ya, Y-A, not Y-O-U. Oh, I wrote down that she comes in at the end and they're like, can't wait till she gets back. Her and grandpa are coming back from that trip. And I'm like, let's introduce characters in the last 30 seconds of this film for no reason. <laughs> One line for mom. I love ya, Alex. Great. Oh, they originally greet them as, hello, strange dudes. 
Lauren, the blonde girl, keeps popping up to invite people to the same party and do literally nothing else. <laughs> home alley advantage, I just wrote. They're like, oh, you get home alley advantage. God, home alley. I love it so much. What do mayors of towns do besides host sports competitions? <laughs> <laughs> This is a lot of kids, parentheses four, that are into a weird niche of bowling and swing music. <laughs> I don't think my high school had one of those. Lauren has so much space between her eyebrows. Why do the kids have to save a local business and win the championship? <laughs> uh, I think this was a quote. You're right, says the cool cat. You're right, says the hot dog. <laughs> The fact that I didn't turn that movie off as soon as they said that is a testament to how much I care about this bracket. Oh. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco bowling the next day after he she, Alex like bailed on them. She was super nice. Yeah, she didn't call him out at all. And then that she really said, I promise, me. but you promised last night. And she didn't even say it like she was mad. That was fascinating to me. I also wrote, all right, says the go get all right, says that. Like, what is that? <laughs> oh, man. All right, that's it for Ellie Can't Strike. <laughs> that's us pouring one out. Let's pour one out for Luck of the Irish. Outdoor Hallways. Uh, movies taught me that was a thing when I was a kid. Outdoor hallways at high schools. I didn't know that was a thing. I grew up in the Northeast. It's a fascinating subject to me that like schools in California and schools in warm places have outdoor hallways. Oh, like lockers outside? Yeah, like the whole, everything huh. except the classrooms are outside. My cousin came to visit. She lived in San Diego and when she came to my middle school, she was like, whoa, it's all inside. That's weird. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Searching the web for Johnson, probably not the strongest call. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote Google Johnson like that was going to narrow anything down. For 2001, I want to say for 2001, the shrinking technology is surprisingly good. The the GFX in this film, pretty Uh, decent. How is a book titled Everything You Wanted to Know About Being Irish But Were Too Afraid to Ask so thick? (laughs) Why can Kyle breakdance and why is that a win in Irish step dancing? (laughs) The black kid at the high school saying, hey, Kyle, show him how you can touch the rim is the least believable part of this movie. (laughs) Uh, Oh, here's a quote. Dad won't about when he's wearing when he has his hair and it's kind of red. My dad won't let me dye mine. He's got a weird thing with Dennis Rodman. Question mark, question mark, question mark. What is your dad's thing? I did not catch that. Bonnie, the girl that is comes to the car after the potato chip factory, sees that his mom is a foot. T- I wrote, his mom is a foot tall, Bonnie. Run. Like, you don't have to date this guy. You're meeting his mom and you're seeing that she's barely a foot. Get out of there now while you can. But then Bonnie says sports isn't everything, so we're out on her. She's Bonnie. Come on. The sound effects when he grows fast and when his grandpa's beard grows and shrinks and all that, it, the noise is disgusting and I wish they didn't use it. <laughs> All right, that's pouring one out for Luck of the Irish. Uh, the 13th year, um, I don't have to pour one out. I think I got, I talked about that movie for a solid hour on this podcast. So, uh, just, just pour out the nearest, uh, the nearest glass of water that you have, but don't let any get on your hand lest you turn into a mermaid and stick to the walls and become electric. Uh, what's the other one? What are we missing? Ready to run? Mm-hmm. Oh. Jay, you're the only one who watched it. She can talk to horses in all caps. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of the plot of the film. Yeah, no, I know, but that's how I reacted when I first saw it. Uh, the horse wears headphones because he has anxiety, which, like, honestly, same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ready to run? 
Jay, you're the only one who watched it. You got anything? Oh, no. I think I think we went over the, the weird think, love triangle between the dad did. and the mom. And, and how it was actually a movie about murder. And how it was actually a murder <laughs> film and La Confianza de Caballos and all that. I hate oh, when you say boy. it. Honestly, I yeah, wish I never stop. asked you again because I really hate when you say it. There were two jump in things that I didn't get in. What's that? that? Jump out, babe. Jump in. <laughs> I'm jumping in. At one point, he goes, come on with the come on. Yeah, what's that mean? I don't know. And then the little sister says... Shut don't go up. Prices do. Yes! I have that one. <laughs> Shut don't go up. Prices do was perfect. I was like, I don't, I, I'm I don't just get start it. saying it. Sassy. I like it. And that's it. And how bad could the dad's chili possibly be that when the kids are like, dad's cooking chili, he has to like go out and get takeout food. Chili is pretty, pretty tough to mess up. Yeah, you're right. It is. So that kind of bothered me a little bit, but Ooh, I might, do you want to come over and want my chili? Right now? Yeah. All right. We'll eat some chili for uh, motocross. You know, it was chili, Johnny Tsunami, because he moved from a warm location to a cold one. No uh, coat. And then lost. Uh, all right, let's uh, <laughs> get to a voicemail. Oh, sh- we still have a voicemail. Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. This is Danny from Charlotte. If you could eliminate one vegetable in the world, what would it be? Okay, love you, mean it. And if you don't cut it short. Oh, that was nice. Uh, he gave me that a point. would be onions. <laughs> I mean, oh. never have I ever uh. been like, man, you know what this dish needs? Some onions. <laughs> okay. Hope to hear from you. Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye, Danny. I love that he gave us an edit point. It was like, all right, and you can cut there, but if you don't, <laughs> here's my take. Yeah, he knows what's uh, cute. I, I will say, I don't think um, that the eliminate from existence, I don't think that the threshold should be, would you ever say the sentence, man, this dish could really use some blank? Because I think there's a lot of vegetables you wouldn't necessarily add to a dish, but that are still good vegetables. And what you're overlooking with onions is the flavor that they bring. Mm. Like the beginning of most recipes, I don't cook a lot, but when I do, the beginning of most things I cook are like saute and brown the onions. Like get the pan all smelly. Mm -hmm. Onions Um, are great. Yeah. They add a lot of flavor to a lot of things. I I don't sit around and, you know, eat an onion. I don't think about them often, but if they were gone, I think I would notice and it would make me sad. Uh, cauliflower is the correct answer. Really? Wow. 100%. Even a buffalo cauliflower? Yep, because I don't like buffalo as much as most people. So. Oh, that's right. Plus, I'd just rather have it as chicken. Buffalo I, chicken is great. I feel like cauliflower is simply there to hold the salt and butter. Yeah, but it doesn't hold it as well as the other vegetables. And like a raw cauliflower is offensive to me. Cauliflower is just broccoli, but not as good. Hmm. It's bringing less to the table. It's just like a whitewashed broccoli. Hmm. Wow. It's a broccoli with no culture. Wow. That's right. It's Johnny Tsunami's dad yeah. has broccoli. Yeah, yeah. I feel Johnny like- Tsunami is a broccoli <laughs> and his dad is a cauliflower. <laughs> He's not Johnny Tsunami. Granddaddy is Johnny Tsunami. He's just Johnny. We don't yeah. know his last name. We do don't we? know. We Kapaha- probably do. Okay. It doesn't have as nice of a ring to it. I feel like cauliflower is very versatile. No, nope. that means it's boring. No, you can like you can if rice you it, puree it. Yeah, yeah, you can make like mashed nope. potato. Like just make it. Cauliflower is oh, trying cauliflower to tell you potatoes are really good. They are cauliflower really good. is just trying to tell you it can pretend to be every other vegetable. I don't want a vegetable that can pretend to be mashed potatoes. Well, you want, want a mashed potatoes. motocross rider that can pretend to be a man. So wow, wow. Jay. I don't think we need to make this personal. Um, I I just think that cauliflower is like oh look I can make you instead of eating. Uh, potatoes eat me instead of eating this thing eat me instead of eating buffalo chicken eat me no you eat me cauliflower i don't want you mm. 
Okay. Instead of nitpicking my choice, what if we all made a choice? Water chestnuts. Love them I so much. Get out of here. Them. It's not no, even a vegetable. It's so, a legume. It's. Are you sure? No, I, think I have it's a no idea what vegetable. it is. I have no idea what it is. I hate them. I, this feels like a personal attack. Why? Because I just tweeted about them the other day. You did? I said, shout out to water chestnuts. I have no idea who you are, but I love your work. Oh, gross. I didn't know that. Yeah, I love water chestnuts. They're the perfect crunch. There's nothing else in the food world that provides such a crunch that is juicy. Uh, what about a cauliflower? It also yeah. no, not at all. The texture of cauliflower is disgusting. I feel like I'm talking a to two cucumber? idiots. No, a you can't crunch. A hot cucumber is gross. Ew, so is a hot water. No, chestnut. it isn't. They it's bring, delicious. They bring. They don't get hot. The you table. throw them in at the end. They bring. That is the dumbest thing you could say about a water <laughs> chestnut. You can dislike it. Can't say they bring nothing to the table. They have no They're often the. Oh, that's the point. They're only there to provide a crunch. They are oh. there for one sole purpose, and it's crunch. They're not out here being like, oh, if you cut me in circles, I could be a noodle. No, I'm they know exactly what they are. All water, water chestnut is is just there. To provide crunch. You need a little crunch? Guess what? I got you. Throw me in at the end. I'll take your stir fry and I'll kick it up a notch. No way. I'd rather have any other seed than a water chestnut. Okay. It's well, like you're... a tasteless crunch. I don't That's need the a point. tasteless crunch. Sometimes you got so much taste going on in a stir fry. You don't need it to compete. You just need it to support. I don't I don't want it anywhere near me. Okay. Well, I'll have yours. Okay. Jay? I'll take your Mine is worse than both of yours. I would get rid of peppers. All peppers? Yeah, I don't like them. Okay. Well, there goes them. buffalo sauce. Well... Ooh, Jay. There goes any sauce that you think you like. Do you, because need, a, spice do you is cool. need a pepper to make a buffalo sauce? Can't you use like a? I mean, like a red pepper. I don't mean uh, like a jalapeno. Well, now he gets specific, yeah, like a bell pepper. So green and red bell peppers. What yeah, about I don't need those. I don't need any of those. I don't Just need them in my fajitas. I don't need them in my wrap. They can be a pretty juicy crunch. There are a juicy crunch. There's a flavor there, but yeah, yeah. It's a little sweet. Have you ever yeah, had a green bell pepper dipped in ranch dressing? Because I'll change your life. I don't really like the dressing. Not cauliflower. I, yes, huh? Disgusting. That's all you wanted to say about peppers? We were giving. Yeah, I don't like them. Okay. Okay. I don't I think need that's, you. I think you're really. I think you're making a similar mistake to Danny with the onions. I think you're mis mis uh, understanding. Mis you're forgetting how much they're participating in as a background player. The peppers. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I also, feel like whenever they're in something, I always eat around stuffed them. Peppers are delicious. Yeah. Oof. They're just a, a container pepper. for for deliciousness. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need that container. I got other containers. What container? A potato? Uh, That's a completely different container. Yeah, I love potato. Not to be controversial, I could probably also do without broccoli, Rob. Uh, uh, It's too bitter. Just give me spinach. I don't think that's controversial. And also, everyone's misspelling it on a menu. If I had a dollar for every time I saw it spelled broccoli rape, I would have so (laughs) many dollars. And it's just like, let's avoid that altogether and go back to spinach, honestly. I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't like it. I love spinach. Spinach is really good, but I only really like it cooked. When I eat it clean, like uh, raw, it oh, makes yeah. my teeth it's feel gross. dirty. Uh, if I this is a weird thing that I do, but like if I get a spinach salad, I'll like crinkle like the leaves. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, it's really strange. With the dressing on them already? No. Okay. No, no, so you're just reaching like at a restaurant, you just reach your hands and crunch the leaves with your no. Like if I'm making it at home, I crunch the leaves for sure, and sure, I'll like sure, try yeah. to be discreet and do it with like a fork if I'm yeah. at work. All right. On those. One day a month that we order salad. That you order, a, that you eat a uh, I go on spinach kicks. salad. I go on kicks. All right, that's it for this week's edition of sports. <laughs> shout out to Quip and to SeatGeek and shout out to Stupodity, uh, Stu Gotts' podcast. It's every bit as weird and wild as he is, and we love him and it very much. Go download that wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to you guys for listening now and again later when you get home. Jay, how long did we go today? Oh, Two hours and change. Okay, so you could probably listen to this one four times. I mean, we didn't ask you to listen to the last one that many times, so four times feels right for this. We picked a winner. 
Uh, or just, you know, push play, leave your phone in the other room. Who cares? Just set it on play next and just listen to it a bunch. We really appreciate it. I honestly think you guys are doing it, and I think we're getting a lot of emails about our numbers going up, and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't have the heart to break it to them, that it's like, I think they're actually, it just made me really proud of you guys, is what I'm saying, I, and we thank you and we love you, because it gets us emails about how well we do, and I really like it. Um, or, you know, you can always just leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to, to this podcast, which we read and we love them, except Jay, who hates them, but keep them coming. Uh, like this one from AC330 that says, if you're looking for a podcast that objectifies athletes, this is not the podcast for you. This podcast would never objectify athletes. That's just a fact. That's right. It's facts. That's more of a fact than the, that's more of a bio for our podcast than the actual bio for our podcast, oh, which it. says that we welcome new and exciting guests every week. <laughs> and we haven't done that in about a year. Mickey was here earlier. And lastly, <laughs> thanks for having oh, me, guys. Oh, uh, don't forget, you can always leave us a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, that was trash, Ashley. Uh, at 860 Say goodbye, Ashley. Bye. Say goodbye, Jay. <laughs> Bye. Say goodbye, Mickey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. I love you. Mean it. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime, and that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan.